0: Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Oh, you know, for me, the action is the
1: juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 315. I'm Dave. I'm here with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you going? Oh, man, not too bad, not too bad, you know? Just rock and roll, man. Like, you know, living on the... Working for the man! That kind of stuff, you know, like uh, the old Uh, old song. Pretty much working for the man. Exactly, man. We're all whores at the end of the day. We're all whores. That's it. For the cash. For the cash and not enough of it, man, you know? Those fat, up uh, those fat cats up top. Well, those fat cats up top. I'd like to be one that's, of those. I do, I do
2: feel like I'm getting fucked,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be one of those fat cats up top, frankly. I'm like a medium-sized cat that, you know, like really just quite a greedy <laughs> one. Um, I saw a funny... There was a funny thing. You know that show I listened to, Toy Anxiety, which I love? They do this thing called sad comments, and I want to do a similar thing where they read out comments from the intent of people crying. And One guy said... Um, one comment they read out was like... <laughs> Uh, let me put my lipstick on, so I look pr- my wife. Wa- my wife's lipstick on, so I look pretty while I get fucked. <laughs> 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 About some product reveal, so I thought that was actually a really funny comment. <laughs> let me let me yeah. let me put my wife's lipstick on, so I look pretty while I get fucked. Um, I mean, that's where we are. Uh, look, for me, it's been toy anxiety, and I've actually I- I've had an action packed week. We've almost finished cleaning out our old property. Um, so I just literally just came from there just then and um, it's been nuts at work. But uh, I have a, a long weekend now uh, leading in to my birthday weekend, Rich, by the way. Um, turning 39, Rich. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've, yeah. Turned a few to- I- I've turned it a few times already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said. 39 again. Yeah, 39 again. Uh, go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> um you just can't make it my way around the board keep going back to 39 uh yeah, so there you like, go you're
2: like a batter that's just stuck on on 99
1: that's it uh, i'm i'm the, the 39 year with, with the worst you know knees back and hips in the world um 39 Pretty year much old the
2: oldest 39 uh, 39 year old in history.
1: exactly i'm old i'm jaded someone today or oh, the other day asked me do i know what do i like k-pop i said no and like, no, I don't know it. No, I don't like it, <laughs> and no, no, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> I was like,
2: "Oh, um, Alicia's a massive." Cable. Yeah,
1: well, Alicia's also like twenty years younger than me, if not more. So, you know, she's <laughs> entitled to enjoy it. God bless her, but not me, my friend. Um, and the person then said, "What kind of music do you like?" I said, "Assume old." Firstly, assume that. Firstly, <laughs> like before you even get started, assume old. Not to be there. fair, I
2: wouldn't even know what modern music is, I'll be honest with you. I don't know when's the last time I've listened to a top 40. It could be years.
1: No, yeah. You're not missing much, man. You're not missing much. Um, the the, the I, I mean, I listened to new music when Bob Dylan put a new album out last year. Went to number one. <laughs> is that called new music? I mean, it's new for Bob. I wouldn't say it's like...
2: a new release. I'll give you that. It's a new
1: release. The style's pretty old. It's a pretty tried and true formula. <laughs> he, he's road tested that formula over the years. We were talking about um, you go to um, artists, like let's say you go to Sheryl Crow. I love Sheryl Crow. You want the hits. And and I'm like, yeah, you know, Chris Isaac plays the hits. He's beautiful in concert. I said, Bob Dylan's got a different approach. He'll play the hits, but not in a way that anybody will recognise them. Mm. (laughs) Like, (laughs) technically it's the song, (laughs) but don't look for the same beat or rhythm. That ain't happening. He's going to be coming in from... From left to center, man. You know, he's going to hit it his own way. Kind of mumble parts of it as well. Kind of make it maybe make up a few words. Um, mumble a chorus and, and then go, yeah, there, there it is. There's he's, tang- improvising. he's improvising. He's improvising, yeah. You, you could call it that. Yeah, for sure.
2: He, he hasn't forgotten it. He's just improvising.
1: I like it, man. Free form. Um, it's all part of the beauty of Bob Dylan. Now, in terms of you, Rich, reading and watching, like what's been going on with you, man? I, I know your girlfriend's been sick. You've obviously been the nurse. You've been the You've been the George Clooney of your residence.
2: Yeah. You, you know what's funny? Um, we've definitely discovered something. Um, mm. I've definitely got a much, much stronger immune system than she does because you've if got I a, get sick. You haven't even had COVID, she, they, had you? No, I still haven't had COVID. But Jesus. if I get sick, right? Mm. If something is strong enough to make me sick, she will get sick, right? Yeah. yeah. But if she gets sick first, mm. I don't get sick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, she got yeah. sick.
2: so she had the flu this week. Mm. I didn't get anything.
1: <laughs> That's unusual. Like, normally, because normally the flu does pass from partner to partner. But you do have a strong immune you do, system. You
2: get, you get different sort of. You get milder or stronger versions of it. And I think. And I think yeah. if it's if it's a weak enough one, it doesn't doesn't really hit me. But if it's a strong one, Jesus Christ will hit me like a truck.
1: I think that. All your years in the retail fucking front line has hardened oh, no, your I, immune system. I
2: don't. You know? I honestly believe. as I said. I think I have a pretty, pretty strong immune system because it's got to be a really heavy.
1: I'm like, almost. Heavy bo- flu. I'm almost boy in the bubble, dude. You know, you you know me. I don't really want to be amongst the humans any. I don't want to be amongst the humans anyway. You know.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you are in a bubble when you think about <laughs> it. I mean, you work from home now, but before that, you kind of worked in a in an off. You know, your own office. So yeah. 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 You are pretty much, like, um, isolated from the rest of the world. so that's how yeah. I like it. So
1: how I like it, man. <laughs> Isolation! John Lennon's song. Isolation! Yeah. I, I remember, bought Final Fantasy
2: words. sixteen, but I haven't had uh, much time to play it. I've, I've oh. got a couple of hours in. But,
1: uh, Is this on I the PS5? Hmm? Is this on the PS5? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's the, it's the PS5 one, yeah. The okay. Final Fantasy 16.
1: All right. Now, you've heard the fucking Eric Clapton song Crossroads, I assume. You ever heard that one? Crossroads? Yeah. Okay, I'm at the fucking crossroads, and I need some fucking advice. Normally, the devil will come up to you, but I'm giving the devil's there, but he's standing in the shadows. I'm going to ask you for advice first before the devil. Okay, so my birthday, Michelle's like, "What do you want?" I go, "I'm I'm torn between two things: Street Fighter Six or Diablo Four for the console. I want your advice on what you
3: think. Uh,
1: what what's your what's your what's your advice? You know, I, I, I would
2: say Diablo
1: Four. Okay.
2: The only reason for that is mm. Street Fighter's is going to be fun, but I would get there when it's not special. And, mm. you know, you, then you can always bust it out if you're like, hey, you want to go a couple of rounds or... Yeah,
1: I'm leaning kind of towards whatever, Diablo as well. And,
2: you know, at least Diablo, it's got, it's been more variety. It's going to have sort of more of a story, more yeah. replayability, by, by, even by yourself or with people. I'm going to make a comment like, to you
1: now, though. Are you making that comment because you think I'm not good at fighting games? Is that why you're making that comment?
2: No, no. Um, whether, look... Whether you're good at fighting games or not, I kind of feel like, uh, for me anyway, I just feel like the only fighting games I've enjoyed just playing by myself have been the Mortal Kombat ones, but oh, yeah. that's because they're so, like, story-heavy since yeah. 9, I think it was. Like, yeah. you know, you're basically playing it for the story, which I don't mind, but when there's not much of a story in a fighting game, you know what I mean, I kind of feel like it's... Well, there's, there's no story yeah. in
1: Street Fighter, is there? Uh,
2: Well I think there's a little bit of a story like you can sort of roam around the world and I think there's a little bit of a story but um, but you know usually a a fighting game is like everyone has their own ending kind of but it's a fun game to play with friends or Mm. against other people and all that so. That, that that's the only thing uh, I love getting fighting games when they're on special because then I'm like mm. it's a bit more worth it then yeah. I just can't bring, because I don't play online that much or mm. I don't um, I only bust it out if like you know I've got some fighting games but I only really bust it out when I've got people over or if, yeah, or, or play with friends I don't, I don't really play those things like solo as I said the only ones I do is is Mortal Kombat, just because it's got a... If it was the
1: new Mortal Kombat, I'd probably get the new Mortal Kombat, but I... Oh, God, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. new Mortal Kombat, just because I'm I'm keen on the story, they've really invested in the story of Mortal Kombat, that Mm. you can play that as a single-player, sort of... feels like a single-player game.
1: Both have very high meta-critic scores. Very high. Yeah.
2: Um, I just... As I said, I just think fighting games are just more fun.
1: Yeah. uh, Well, you know what, Richard? You... You... Spotted a trend. I was leaning towards Diablo Four. The other thing too is, I have a day off on Monday and I'm just going to be playing games all day. I've also got that Turtles Shredder's Revenge and the Turtles Cow Bunga collection. And I'm, and well,
2: nice. got... I finished that one. Me and Alicia finished that. Yeah,
1: fun. well, I'm going to play some of that with Michelle if she wants to play. And um, yeah, and oh, but, no, it no, might scratch it that itch. It's way
2: more fun with, with someone. So yeah. she has to play.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, all right, and I'm thinking that might scratch that itch, and then I've got Diablo Four, which I can obviously play. Yeah, okay, I'm going to get Diablo Four. That's 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 a fucking. Uh,
2: I mean, I think it, but it looks looks great. Yeah, um, but I just think I'm I'm going to get that when it's on sale.
1: No need for the devil to give me advice. Richard's given it. I'm off the crossroads. I'm off the crossroads. Maybe I'm,
2: maybe I'm the devil. <laughs> well,
1: if you are, you are, hey, at least you're helpful. You know.
2: Well, Seriously. that you know of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you ever heard the um, the Johnny Mitchell song? The last time I saw Richard, the last time I saw Richard was Detroit in '68. Um, it's a good song. Oh, last time I'm I saw really Richard,
2: yeah, I've heard it, but I'm not. It's not ringing a bell. Was
1: Detroit in '68? He told me, Oromanics share the same fate. They get tired and bored and cynical, lost in bars, something like that." It's a pretty good song. Just listen to it. The last time I saw Richard was Detroit in '68. Love it. There you go. Joni Mitchell, go. man. Uh, what was it? Um, what's the song she's got where she says they they bought Paradise and built a parking lot? Something like that. That's one of her songs. Oh,
2: oh uh, um, yeah, yeah. I know the song you're talking about. Man.
1: They bought Paradise and built a parking
2: yeah, lot. Yeah. They tore it
1: down to build a parking lot. Yeah, I know the song you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. A lot of commentary. A lot of commentary coming Someone out did of the a cover was... song. Of that, they was did. Like... Yeah.
2: Was it something like Canton Crows? It was
1: Canton Crows, or? I think. Yeah. They just did it. Yeah. Um she had that other song, um, They Didn't Want to Give Peace a Chance. That Was Just a Dream We Had. It's a good line. Oh, yeah. They Didn't Want to Give Peace a Chance. That Was Just a Dream We Had. Very fucking coming out of the hippie era, isn't it? That stuff.
2: Oh, God, yeah. Well, a lot of that music was very, like... Um,
1: of its time. Hippie, Hippified. <laughs> Massively hippified. Imagine the amount of, like, fucking marijuana that would have been smoked in those sessions. Jesus.
2: Christ. Oh, that's the minor shit. No, no, that's the but that's the
1: fucking minor come down after the fucking heroin wears off. You know, like yes, uh, I mean, I
2: think, I think, I think uh, 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 that that's the starter, <laughs> that's to get you in the mood, and then, and then you go for the hot stuff.
1: I was, I, I read a thing uh, earlier today. John Lennon, I'd heard this before, but I'd forgotten it. George Harrison and John Lennon did LSD at um, like a, at a part for the first time at like a you know party. And they said when they did it, it's so fundamentally from the first the first time they did it, it so fundamentally changed their way of how they even thought about things in life that they couldn't even communicate with Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr on a functional level. And they said, "You have to do this LSD. You have to to understand, you know." And Ringo was like, "Sure, why not?" And and did it. And Paul McCartney, they, I think they had to dose him. <laughs> <laughs> But, but Ringo was like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, I'll do it. And um and then they got back in tune. But, like, it was... I've heard a lot of people say that. I've never done it. Uh, but they say the first time on LSD is the incredible time. That's the that's the one. You know?
2: Yep. That's well, why they all die chasing it.
1: They'll die chasing it, man. I mean, I'm scared of that kind of stuff. You know? I don't know what I'd see, man. You know, God knows. What's lurking my subconscious? The fucking devil at the crossroads is one person who'd probably make me
2: imprints. Yeah. I... I- after knowing you for so many years, Dave, trust me when I say this, you don't need it.
1: Yeah, I don't feel I need it. You know, just you're so pretty I, much there already. So I could fucking peer inside Yeah, you're, you're my, like just
2: naturally on LSD. So I can peer inside <laughs> my
1: shattered psyche. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> Get the... I think if you took LSD, you would literally create a black hole. <laughs> Dave's just a black hole.
1: Dave's, Dave's done LSD. He's a black hole now. <laughs> yeah. No more signal from Dave. We, if they turn on my recording, it's just like white noise. Um, that's crazy. Well, guess what I did, Richard? I went and saw The Flash yesterday. Um,
2: oh, yeah, yeah. We were going to go see that, but with Alicia being sick, we didn't, yeah, didn't get a chance.
1: Yeah, no worries about it. Now, look, I did a flashbacks uh, this morning with Adam, which is going to be coming up tomorrow as well, which we'll have for signal listeners an in-depth flash review mm. from Adam and myself. But I do want to give my thoughts. Firstly – I had fun. It's fun. You know, like it's fun. It's it's quite shallow in a way, but not in a really bad way. It Actually, it's more cheesy than anything. It, there's a cheesiness to it, but it is fun. And that's a lot more than I can say for quite a few comic book movies I've seen recently that sometimes feel like a bit of a chore, you know? Mm. Um, so pluses first. It's not a perfect movie by any means. It's, it's fun. It's of the moment. Um, pluses. Well, Ezra Miller starts off super annoying, super... And you're like, oh, this is going to be a long movie with him, you know? Uh, He then goes back in time... I mean, look, spoilers, kids, you know, like, fuck, this is like the 315th episode of Signal Doom. I ain't going to be changing my format anytime soon. So don't bother emailing, don't bother writing in, don't bother messaging with complaints. It's worthless, it's a waste of your time, you know? Um, Okay, he goes back in time... um, it's a slightly younger Ezra pre the incident. That So he's come back like five years before or something. Um, he gets a lot less annoying after that. When he's playing basically the straight man, as straight as Ezra Miller can play, to uh, the more wacky funster, um, younger Ezra, he's actually a lot more bearable, actually. And it's weird. I had the same sensation in Justice League. Slowly he, grew, he grows on you in this movie to a, to a point where you, you, you like, accept him. Uh, you're, like, he's like, you're like, fine, he's fine. Not, 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 he's incredible, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen, no one could play the Flash. Just, like, he's fine. Um, Affleck, some really good scenes at the start for Batman fans, and that's why I was there. Batman fans, there's stuff to like. Firstly, you get Affleck in, like, not even the maybe the, mm, sort of the first half of the first act, I would say. Um, I guess it's the first act, but it's a short act. A uh, lot of Affleck, a lot of Batman, great Bat-cycle stuff, great Batman armor. I kind of want a big fucking figure of this, man, maybe in a hot toy. I want that fucking cycle, dude. I fucking love that cycle. Um, Affleck really, yeah, as Bat Affleck really shines, he's fucking dominating people his suit looks so much better than it looked in the justice league movies like so much better there's a really um gratuitous wonder woman scene now i have no problems with wonder woman being in the movie whatsoever and she she's fine in one little scene but it should have been more um it was played for laughs i don't like it when batman's played to be the fool but that's just me um but her little appearance was nice but it made me wishing there was more um, so that first part's good, Alfred. Good. Uh, what's the actor's What's the actor's name? Not Gary Oldman. Oh, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, Jeremy Irons. Good as Alfred. Really good first scene setup. Um, then they go back in time. Now, a lot of people will tell you that the CGI is this. It is in parts very poor. In part, very poor. Like in part, very, very like I don't know how I can say this. Two thousand and ten video game. You know, like, it's not, you know, it's not like fucking, you know, Commodore 64 graphics, but it's like, this feels like a video game from a few years ago, you know. and
2: I I, I When I saw the trailer, I thought it felt like just like CW level flash um, CG.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, but there are moments when the CGI looks fine. Like when he's running at times, uh, early on, he's running to help Batman and he's running across lakes and through the cities and he's that little sort of red dot it looks cool um there are moments though where it really lets itself down now it's got a really interesting um way of doing time travel obviously he goes back now michael keaton he goes back he quickly meets michael keaton after he meets himself michael keaton is great uh, he's not given enough to do what he does do he does well but he's very much the advertisement to get the batman famine fan in the movie you know what i mean They're they're like here's twenty five million here's twenty million Michael Keaton turn up. Uh, You do have some good moments like they are. It is cool he's in it, but he's not as crucial as I think he probably should have been. Um, But then again, that's why he's there to sell this movie to all those people who are on the fence about Flash and about Ezra Miller and all that stuff. Now he's I mean he's great in what he does. He's not given enough. I also think and I was talking about this with Adam, that there probably should have been a Michelle Pfeiffer cameo. They're probably, I, I even think, a Jack Nicholson callback. Um, they kind of don't give you anything about what went on in his world at all. He just says Gotham City's a really safe place to live now, but he is kind of almost like a hermit living in the, in Wayne Manor when they arrive. Um, like, he's got the full Howard Hughes, like, long hair and all that stuff, and then he quickly shaves it all off, and he's Michael Keaton again. Um, he's not injured. I thought it would have been good if they'd given him a bit of a limp and maybe he mentioned Bane. Like, he's had to take a few beats because of Bane. Uh, They don't, though. Um, It's kind of unexplained. I mean, obviously, his Alfred is dead. Um, Yeah, but but he's good. And, and, like, the scenes with him are good. The Batwing's awesome. The Batmobile's awesome. That's all good. I just feel they probably could have given him a bit more sizzle. It's all sizzle, no steak. They should have given him a bit more steak, a bit more meat to his role. But he is good. Uh, The Supergirl is okay. Um, Again, she suffers from, I don't know, the special effects, I think, are not fantastic for her. Like the fight with General Zod. General Zod, by the way, I fucking love him in that armor. I love that armor. And he's good. Michael Shannon, with his huge distaste for this role and for franchises in general, which he is very open about. He is really good as the bad guy. And I think he he, he probably should have been in a more. They basically go to a big desert where they're just fighting um, Zod and they get stuck in a circular fight where essentially – I'm spoiling the movie, but essentially what happens is um, they're caught in a fight with the Kryptonians led by Zod that they kind of can't win because – he can beat Supergirl, who's not quite as powerful as him. And so Barry and his alter ego, they keep going, they keep trying to repeat it, well, the younger one does, to repeat it to win, and it becomes a fixed moment in time. Um, it's a good concept. Uh, the execution, they do this Colosseum kind of thing where if you can imagine, Rich, you know the classic coliseum where people are down gladiators are down and then you've got the tiered seating where all the people are standing around around them you know that you know mm-hmm. that yeah you know like the roman thing the amphitheater kind of thing well what the what's surrounding them are kind of like a tableau of key people and moments like so you see a really weird waxwork henry cavill you see all these different people like wonder woman and stuff so it's it's a different way of doing time travel it's kind of like it's, it's it's just a bit different. I don't know how to describe it. I have not seen it done like this, and it's not a bad idea. It, the CGI, though, is really bad uh, in those scenes. And, like, so the scene where Superman is fighting Supergirl, um, it's it just doesn't look fantastic how they do it. It looks very C, CW kind of thing. I mean, it's for a big-budget movie, it could have looked better, you know? The idea is good, though, and the Black Flash is in it, who's actually... The young Barry, who's just been totally dominating going through the timeline, and he's and he's all scarred up and everything. It's actually he actually a pretty cool visual when he first arrives. Um, anyway, it, it it's pretty cool. Like I enjoyed it. Like to be honest, I had fun. You know, it's it's not going to win any awards. Um, Ezra's not as annoying as expected, but you know we expected him to be super annoying. He's more just kind of moderate annoying. You're kind of glad though, to hear that, like, they're going to wash away it all, you know, basically. Like, as I was saying to Adam, we don't really want to see any of these people again, apart from Michael Keaton, you know. Um, And so there's a big stinger at the end. Can I tell you the big stinger at the end, Rich? Sure. Yeah. So anyway, so look, assume this. Assume that, you know, Flash, Ezra Miller solves the problems, blah, blah, blah. He, He fixes his mistake, which is his, it's the flashpoint thing where he went back to stop his mum being murdered, you know, and his dad being mm-hmm. sort of set up. So he stops that, but then causes all these, you know, problems. Um, and, like, Superman never made it to Earth because he got captured as an infant by Zod, but then it turns out he, that wasn't the DNA that Zod wanted. He needed Supergirls, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he, he fixes that um, problem and accept, has a really good scene in the end with his mother um, and all this, and his dad actually gets off. So he comes back to the present, and he's, he gets his dad off because of something he did manage to change for the better, very back-to-the-future-like, you know, where he does a little change rather than a major change, and his dad actually gets exonerated. So it, everything seems fantastic. You know, he, he goes back, and he calls Batman, and Batman comes out, and drumroll, do you know who... Who came out of the cab? Out of the, not Batman Bill, but like out of the limousine? Do you know?
2: It's, it, um, what's the fucking idiot's name?
1: <laughs> he does coffee uh, ads. <laughs>
2: it's uh, the one in the most recent Batman movie.
1: Who? you, you Who? Bale?
2: No, man. Uh,
1: Christian Bale? Uh, no, 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 no. No, it was George Clooney. Um, oh wow so George Clooney comes out with the salt and pepper beard it looks really good and has a good scene with Ezra Miller at the end and you're like man George Clooney really sold that scene like it was actually to be honest actually George Clooney had a bit of gravitas in that scene I've always liked George Clooney and I was like yeah you nailed that scene George like you nailed that scene it's just a short scene what I said would have been good is if they to look back in the limousine and they saw Wonder Woman there you know um would have would have been just dressed as Diana Prince I think that would have been a nice little nod um and then you know Ezra's stunned because he was expecting Batfleck um so yeah like so George Clooney's Batman and then Ezra's tooth which he he got knocked out during the fight and glued back in falls out and that's kind of the end of the movie it kind of ends on one of those question marks you know and that's it um uh, look, honestly, I had fun. I really quite enjoyed it. Um, it's not a deep movie. It's it's not a perfect movie. Um, the critics can pull it apart, like I'm sure. But it's nowhere near as bad as I feared it might have been. Um, the reviews have been very mixed, which I can understand, because I even feel mixed reviewing it. I gave it a 7.5 um it's certainly no higher it's a fun movie though it's cheesy fun and I said that to my friend she goes well cheesy fun's the best fun I said well I agree you know um so yeah I mean I, I don't think you'll hate it when you see it you know I, I don't think you'll love it Adam was saying it's very similar to the original Justice League and I I really don't like that original Joss Whedon Justice like I think it's far better than that um you know, uh, yeah. I mean, and the guy gets Batman, so I'm happy to hear that he's doing Batman: Brave and the Bold. But I do hope that the slate is wiped clean. You know, I'm looking forward to um, fresh actors and just moving on with our lives. You know, well, I,
2: I mean, they better do something because from the looks of it, this movie is going to be a bomb. Whether well,
1: that's know, exactly right. Like well, that's that was my next point. So. Um, by the time I went and saw it, it's become clear that this movie is really faring badly at the box office now. Rich, Adam and I were talking, and I think it's a combination of factors. I think it's Ezra the negative perception. I think it's the negative perception of DC movies, um, and they're sort of uh, how can I say disjointed, stop-start, sort of hard to find a win sort of method ever since Snyder, you know, started, and. Um, I don't think it's so much superhero fatigue as I, I think people are cautious about the DC movies. This movie had a long and troubled production. It had a troubled star. It's certainly no fucking masterpiece either, you know. All these things counted against it. And I think the only thing it had going for it was the hard sell on Batman, which has probably given it maybe another $100 million and that it would have got. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, but, there's, you
2: know. there's literally like 50 problems with this movie. Like mm. one is Ezra Miller two is the fact that, uh, as you said, people are very, uh, weary of DC movies, mm. um, because they've been so inconsistent, mm. um, in, in quality and all that sort of stuff. And, and just not as, um, planned out. Uh, there's some other minor factors, obviously the delays, the, it started off as a flash cyborg movie and then, sure. uh, COVID delays, rewrites, all that sort of shit. Um, and on top of that, um, There's been no real marketing for this because, one, there's a writer's strike, Mm. so all the uh, late-night shows are, you know, not that I would think it would have helped a lot, but, you know, sometimes people, if they're on these stupid fucking late-night shows and, Mm. you know, they show a scene or something, you know, people can can watch it. It it it. could help, for sure. They didn't do the press junket shit, really. Um, obviously they were trying to keep Ezra out of, any, mm. you know, not answering any questions because of course everyone would be like, so Ezra, you know, mm. uh, forget about the movie for a second. How do you feel about your, yeah <laughs> your crime spree? <theory?"> so <sighs> the fact that there hasn't been any real, like other than just like ads, there's been no real out uh, marketing in terms yeah. of, as I said, like press junkets, late night talk shows mm. all that sort of shit. Uh, I, there's so many factors that just go into, uh, I- into this, uh, that, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it's really struggling. Yeah. Look at it. It's taken 69 million in the US, 55 in the opening weekend, which is terrible, 74 internationally. So international numbers aren't very much higher. For, it's 144. I don't see this movie making 500 million. I don't see it making 400 million. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I, 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 it might tap out at it like 350.
1: Yeah, so it's a failure. I mean, look, it, but also can I say this? Like, and I said this to Adam, like in a way, really, honestly, it might be the best thing. Because if this movie, not that it was ever going to be a smash hit, but let's just say in, an, in a, it had made 800000000 million, there'd be some sort of groundswell to say, oh, we can keep piecing this shit together. Whereas now, I think, really, James Gunn, he can really, you know, this broom he's taking is probably the exact right approach, I think, really. To sweep the broom through the whole fucking room, clear out the room, and, and just start again. Because... Well, yeah.
2: But again, but, but this is, or well, Warner Brothers' biggest problem is that they got too greedy uh, and they didn't want to put in the hard work, right? Oh. So the only reason, let's be honest, the only reason Avengers did so well is because of the Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America movies, oh. okay? Because they set up those characters, you wanted to see them. If you had just done an Avengers movie, I personally don't think it would have done as well, Um without the build-up of the other movies, right? And in the other movies, you've also added those other characters. You've introduced uh, Black Widow. You've introduced Hawkeye. Mm. You know what I mean? So you've laid all this groundwork for people to be invested and then care as these stories progress. They just wanted to go straight into Justice League. Mm. You know what I mean? They didn't want to do a Batman movie first and an Aquaman movie first and a Wonder Woman movie first. No, they Mm. wanted to go straight to the Avengers and get that billion dollars. You know what I mean? Like... Mm. And they just didn't put in the hard work of building this world and making it cohesive and and uh, engaging in any way. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like they I tried do. to build it off the Man of Steel, which yeah. I just think was a a big mistake, A big mistake. Like, well, a big mistake. I, I, because you should yeah. have course corrected Man of Steel first. Yeah, I agree. You should have done a Batman movie first to introduce Batman. You know, at some point you could have even had a you know a Batman v Superman movie, mm. but you first needed to, to, as I said, build the world first. You know, yeah. and then maybe even from the Batman v Superman, you lead to the Justice
1: League, where yeah. the, you know, uh, the, well, that's they what they to tried to together. do. That, but that's what they tried to do: Batman, Superman, Justice no, but that's League. It, that without doing
2: any of the groundwork, is my point. They didn't do <laughs> anything. You had well, Wonder Woman popping up. No, 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 no build up to Wonder Woman. You've got a new Batman showing up. No build up to to this Batman, he should, again, Batman, they should have course corrected with Man of Steel 2 first. Mm. They should have had a Batman movie with Ben Affleck first and even had a Wonder Woman movie first. Then you could maybe go into the Batman V Superman, mm. right? Where these characters are more fleshed out and all that sort of stuff. And oh, then yeah. after this, they, the three of them get together. And Although say,
1: I did love when it came out. I mean, I, I I'll stand up for Batman, Superman, Super Dawn of Justice, ultimate cut. I still think it's a pretty fun movie. Um, not great no, but for I mean, world look,
2: setting. Let's say you have a Wonder Woman movie. You could have introduced Aquaman, mm. just a little sort of cameo or, or something, where for some reason she has to go to Atlantis or something.
1: Yeah, I, I'm like, looking. You know, people always do, like, and I'm not defending and saying it's a great movie. But Ultimate Edition of Batman vs Superman is, a, I think, a pretty fun movie. And that movie made 873 million. You know, dude, a Batman and a V Superman should have made two billion dollars. It should have. Yeah, no, it should have. I should have, and we've done this. We've, we've gone down this road so many times, that I think we all know the different routes. I agree with you that, that however they okay, did but here, it. But here's it was my flawed. point.
2: If you had got, if you had done a Ben Affleck Batman movie first, right, mm. and it was good, mm. you would have had people invested and gone, fuck, Ben Affleck's a great Batman, yeah. right? And then you course correct. So that people now actually like um So you would have Superman.
1: preferred – I would have preferred that too. The Batman right. movie and that he was – you get people caring
2: Batman. about Henry Cavill as Superman. You get people really pumped and going like, fucking I love that Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. Then you do a movie of like, they're going to fight? Holy shit. Mm. Yeah. But you didn't get that build up, So now you don't care about – you didn't like Man of Steel. So no one cares about the Superman. Everyone's like, oh, is, is Ben Affleck going to be a good Batman or whatever? So there's nothing to – to get excited about Because let's be honest, the last Superman, uh, superhero movie he did was Daredevil and that wasn't, didn't go over very well, mm. even though I don't think it's a terrible movie. But do you understand my point? Like, they should have built to it. They should have got people invested and excited to see the two of them go at it, not yeah. just yeah. lay it
1: on us. Look, I I was talking about this with Adam. I I sort of agree with what Adam said. Though. Like, Justice League Mortal that George Miller was going to do, that was going to be a jump straight to Justice League and I would have loved to have seen that.
2: You know, I yeah, that's the point. If okay, look, if you had scrapped Man of Steel and said, right, listen, we're just gonna we're gonna start with the Justice League, we're gonna come up with a story, oh. but they didn't. They tried to yeah, yeah, yeah. jury rig something out of Man of Steel, and that was the biggest mistake.
1: I, you know what, I actually totally agree with you on that point, and I and I think that was the inception point where things went wrong. They made a lot of bad decisions after that too. They made a lot of bad movies after that. Like, but they had a flawed start. And weirdly, for such a major company, they never really, I think, very professionally course-corrected. I think probably because they stayed too long with Snyder and they gave him too much rope, and then they kind of fucked that original Justice League with Whedon. Like, that was a fucking hatchet job. That That was a job that, honestly... It was just a mess but I
2: I, but, but also i don't blame weenie for that because i guarantee no. you he was told no. make it more like avengers
1: no i i don't actually
2: and blame he, him, no. he could only do you know he tried to do some reshoots but he had to work with majority of the yeah the movie that was shot so i uh, you get we to do that from scratch i guarantee you it's obviously he makes a better movie but that, that's kind of – I blame that on the studio. That, oh, no, the, I do the, too. The whole yeah, Just Thing yeah. movie, I. that's fully on the studio. That's
1: their that's the, uh, Oh, it is, totally. I don't blame the guy who came in at the 11th hour and had to do reshoots and try to make comedy out of very sombre material and just a mess, basically, the whole thing. Um, yeah, no, it's all, it's all crazy. So The Flash, US opening weekend numbers, 55 million the opening weekend with a 36% drop from Friday to Saturday, widely mm. considered a flop. Um James Gunn and Discovery CEO David Zaslav previously claimed the Flash was the greatest superhero movie ever made. Jesus, <laughs> like, like, calm down with the fucking self hype. Like, that's up there with the the execs who were standing up cheering for Batman vs Superman. Remember the standing ovation from the execs? I'm like, oh, gee, they're not at all yeah, but like they gave fucking biased.
2: In innovation as well. So
1: <laughs> they gave what? Justice League. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Um... Look, I mean, I, I think um, a funny comment here, um, I think from Michael Kellisham, saying critics are blaming superhero fatigue, uh, wonky looking CGI, <laughs> wonky looking CGI, Ezra Miller, and the fact that Dave and Adam haven't recorded flashbacks all year. Well, Michael, we recorded <laughs> a flashbacks this morning covering this very movie in extreme detail, which I will point listeners to because uh, we really went into it. Um, also, they had a, a special thanks at the end. Now, Gardner Fox was credited, along with Robert Kanegar and others, um, in a separate thing, but then they had the special thanks. Mark Wade was left out of the special thank you section. Uh, he wrote over... hundred and,
2: and And Ethan Van Skuyver.
1: Yeah. Uh, he wrote over 100 issues of Flash and created the Speed Force, which was in the film, but was left off the end credits thank you list. Mighty Mike Barron got a thanks. Good. From his excellent Flash... Oh run um at just up post-crisis i am very surprised that mark wade wouldn't have got mm. a thank you i mean considering very surprising yeah I, look I, if it's an oversight it's still appalling you know because i mean I, Miller, I, I can
2: understand why they left that either of them at either van skyver but it is surprising that they left off um mark wade wade
1: well mark millar got a thank you like mark yeah. millar getting a thank you above fucking like <gasps> maybe they maybe
2: they didn't realize that uh, Mark Millar's not Mark Wade.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, but but if Mark Millar's is going to get a thank you, why wouldn't Grant Morrison? Because they co-wrote their flash. Yeah, ride, you yeah, know, yeah. like and, hey, hey, look, yeah. I legitimately maybe they confused Mark Millar and Mark Wade. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me when I mean, they they're clowns. Just the you would think someone at DC would look over that special thanks and just check it off because... <laughs> no, but, but, like, they're the ones who would actually know. I don't expect the execs at Warners to know who the you fucking... Do
2: you think using the paid intern who they gave it to is going to, like, triple-check their the shit?
1: <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, yeah, but, look, it is what it is. Look, I think you'll enjoy it when you see it, Rich. Oh, yeah, so let's get into some of the interesting stuff at the end. So, at the end there's, like, a multiverse thing, which, unfortunately, I thought was going to be way better than what it was. Like, it's a glimpse into all the different multiverses, and we see George Reeves' Superman, um, like, in black and white, and, like, sort of, like, the inception of the whole universe kind of thing. Like, it's just literally him standing there and Mm -hmm. then all the people there. And some people were making some comments that people were angry uh, that George Reeves obviously died, uh, typecast as Superman, committed suicide... Um, would not what his image used? Um, obviously, the man's left us. You know, I think in the fifties or sixties. Um, There's a bit of commentary online. Obviously, some people getting apparently very angry about it. I was like, they need to calm down. Firstly, like, um, but anyway. Uh, well, here's, here's yeah. the
2: thing. I mean, technically, they own the footage of him as Superman. So, well, that's right.
1: Yeah, that's true. And they're,
2: they're not. They're not. They're not putting George Reeves on the screen. They put in. Superman. Honestly. Well,
1: also, Played can both. I can I ask this? Um, a lot of speculation over: is it CGI or is it old footage? That's what I was trying to understand. Because I, th-
2: it's probably a combination of both.
1: Okay, then we saw Christopher Reeve and Helen mm-hmm. Slater came in and flew beside him. I thought it was really yep. cool. Uh, some people are saying the CGI was terrible. I thought it looked really cool. It was, it was, you know, God bless Christopher Reeve, frankly, and, and Helen Slater because. Yes, Superman. Well, he's fantastic, Superman. I'll tell you that much. He's, he's. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'd say he's one. I'd, I'd say Christopher Reeve is number one. Yeah, why not? He, he was, he was. Yeah, I, yeah. Now, when I think about it, it still gives me a shiver because I remember how much I love those movies. You know, that they meant like, so much to I,
2: me. I'm sorry, but I like it. It wasn't like literally perfect, but I felt like I that was Superman.
1: Like when mm. I
2: saw Christopher Reeve's. For the first time in Superman, when I saw that movie, I was literally like, holy shit, that's Superman.
1: Oh, totally. Oh, still, when I, saw, when I saw him in the suit and he's doing that arms cross thing he did and she flew him beside him, I was like, oh, God bless them both, you know? Hmm. Uh, so that was nice. Um, apparently, we saw Adam West. I didn't even see him. Um, I heard him. I didn't see him. It was annoying. I need to watch it again on streaming because I was really looking forward <laughs> to seeing him. Obviously, Dave, you know as usual, like, distracted. There was a lot of images on screen. You know, it was a deluge of images, basically. And I'm like, where the fuck is Adam West? And, you know, of course I miss him. But but he was there, and good. Thank fucking God. Um, the Bright Night, I love him. Um, then we had an awesome Nick Cage scene. Uh, very CGI, very Assassin's Creed graphics. <laughs> very Assassin's Creed cutscene graphics. that are like okay, you know, you're like, yeah, these graphics are okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs)
2: Sounds like Kobe to me.
1: But it was awesome. It was him fighting the spider thing that Kevin Smith wrote in that script. Um, He has the big, long mullet. I mean, it was awesome. Like, it really was a Nick Cage thing. And I was like, you know what I left the cinema thinking? Man, I would have loved a Nick Cage Superman. That's what I thought. I'd like a Nick Cage action figure Superman now that I say that, with the mullet and that look that he had in the um, thing. I'd buy that in a fucking heartbeat. Put that out. Um, so that was the best one. And, oh, by the way, all the worlds were different colours, so you had a big green glowing world. And I thought, oh, this would be like Green Lantern. I thought maybe Ryan Reynolds might show up or something, you know, because it was all multiverse <laughs> stuff. Well, why not? Like they, they showed the, all, this, all this other shit. And, um... But, but the green, was well, it's a big green world. Yeah, I but thought, the other
2: shit they showed was good, Dave.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, but like, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, the, it, the, the green one was the Nick Cage world. So that was that. Uh, who else? Um, you briefly saw Jay Garrick, but as Adam the Computer mentioned, it's the Jay Garrick from the Flash TV show who wasn't actually Jay Garrick. It was the actor who was pretending to be Jay Garrick. Who is really like a reverse flash or something? I, I don't. I haven't finished the season, but I know the guy he's talking about. He he came. Yeah,
2: up. he was basically. Yeah, he was Jay Garrick's reverse flash.
1: Yeah, well, for some reason, he's Jay Garrick in this with the with the hat on.
2: Again, probably someone who didn't watch the CW shows.
1: But but uh, but can I ask this question? How like this is what I don't understand. How does that get past everyone? Like uh, you know what I mean. Like to the point where.
2: Oh, well, hang on! Did you see? Um, did you see the other Flash though?
1: Which one? No, you didn't see John Wesley Ship, which I thought was bullshit.
2: Okay, well, okay. So if they had shown John Wesley Ship, then I could understand them using that other guy just to make it look like a different character, not have it both be mm. John Wesley Ship. But yeah, if they didn't show John Wesley Ship as the original <laughs> Flash yeah. from. The,
1: the, the 80s no they didn't no the and I was really surprised by that That the, I thought I, I felt very certain that John Wesley Ship would show up as either Jay Garrick or as hopefully the 80s one um, and by the way can I say this back in the 80s late 80s late 80s when that Flash TV show came out fucking me so edgy moody teenager I was like I'm not gonna watch the Flash the Flash sucks all he does is run fast. then I started watching it Rich for, uh, I, I
2: literally, I have it on DVD. No, I loved it.
1: Dude, I loved it. I That was where I first got turned on to Flash. I was like, oh, no, this is a good uh, good show. But well, you I, know what
2: yeah. I find so funny is that show is literally what the CW show is. The, the CW mm. show literally ripped off that show. Like, yeah. you know, to the whole, like, him working with, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the doctor chick, mm. and they're trying to figure out his powers, and she talks to him in his ear and all that. Totally stolen for the CW show.
1: Well, and John Wesley Ship plays the dad and then plays Jay no, Garrick later. They
2: literally just took that show and said, let's just do that show again. But well, why not? You know, make some changes. But look, I'm just saying, that's how good that show was. Yeah. That the CW is like, we can't do any better than that. Let's just do it again.
1: But then why would you not have had him? Um, I
2: look, I can't answer that. I think, again, if they didn't use him uh, for the original Flash, and then, then that's a definitely some kind of stupid oversight or, again, another intern not doing their job properly.
1: Yeah. Um, also, interestingly, the guy who played the Jay Garrick in this said people were cri- kind of criticizing him on Twitter and stuff, and he was like, "I was, I didn't even film anything; it's all CGI." Yeah,
3: they
2: just used footage. Like <laughs> he, he was <laughs> like,
1: "Can you leave me alone? Like are you, you're coming after me with something I didn't I know." I did come to
2: them and say, "You better use me and <laughs> yeah. John Wesley Shipp <laughs> yeah. <him.">
1: i love <laughs> the way they blame the actors too. Like these fake oh, okay. you know.
2: right, I've told you, we are living in a day and age. Oh where people cannot differentiate mm. between actor and character. Sure. They cannot. Do you know what I mean? Well, they've always like, had
1: a problem with that. That's always been
2: a problem. No, but it, it's it's become a real big problem here. Like, people yeah. love John Wayne because he was John Wayne. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, they didn't love any particular – like, they loved all of his stuff, but they loved John Wayne for being John Wayne. Yes. Like, you know, and and uh, Bogart for being – but but we've – and slowly – but we, we loved Arnold Schwarzenegger just for being – an action hero. Mm. We love, you know, Sylvester Stallone for being Sylvester Stallone because we love Rambo, we love, you know, um, Rocky. Rocky. We just love the character. But right now, people cannot. We've lived in, where, to them, Chris Hemsworth is Thor and nothing else. Mm. And Tom Hiddleston is Loki and nothing else. And they cannot... I yeah. think just people today, just the, especially f- the fans today, like the fanatics, they cannot differentiate between...
1: Well, they get heavily into it now with the social media and everything. But then again, you had guys like Clayton Moore playing Lone Ranger. He used to dress as Lone Ranger and walk around and do stuff in the city and stuff. So some guys played up to it. have always played up to it, you know?
2: Yeah, but again, some some people maybe play up to it because they've got nothing else or that's <laughs> as good as it's going to get or something like that. But sure. I'm just saying, we, it has been a gradual thing, but I do think right now we're living in a place where... There's a real disconnect between actor and 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 character.
1: Yeah, you're probably right, but it's not gonna it's not gonna get any better. I'm it's just gonna get
2: worse. about how it's gonna look in another ten or twenty years.
1: It's gonna <laughs> look like going a fucking it's gonna it. look like a fucking nightmare. I covered it last show. Remember? Yeah. Don't even worry about it, man. Fuck it. It's my opinion. Like I'm gonna keep playing my games. I don't give a shit what happens. You know, let the fucking world burn, man. That's it. As long as the games continue to be good, I don't really That's exactly it. right. Fucking gun up. You know what I mean? Like, gun up, <laughs> Rich. Stuck up on Bullets and Rice, man. <laughs> hey, finally. Anyway, so, um, yeah, look, Flash was fun, but, yeah, it hasn't connected with audiences, and it's a bomb, which I think we all kind of privately sort of thought was very possible. Um, Yeah, and, and you know, at the end of the day, like, who the fuck cares? Like, you know, just move on already. You know, oh, there was a Black Beetle trailer in the in the Flash. I still like. We've seen the trailer. I, I think that movie looks good. Um, Dial of Destiny also had a trailer. I'm seeing that with Michelle and her mum next week or two. I'm looking forward to that. Now, in terms of box office numbers, this is as of June 22. So yesterday, Spider Verse 500 million worldwide. Uh, I think I predicted it would it would make. do did we have a bet of some sort? Maybe we did. For what? I thought we had a bed of Spider-Verse box office. That was, I said it was going to be ballistic. But anyway, Spider-Verse 500 million, so far Transformers 283, Rise of the Beasts. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I am fucking keen. Um, and Flash 141. I think Flash is the true bomb out of that, but um, I wouldn't say that I'm too impressed with these Transformers numbers either. Um, you know, 283.
2: Well, yeah, uh, it is. Uh, well, it's only been out a week, I think, though. Yeah, but- okay. I suppose it's not bad for a week.
1: Yeah, it's not terrible. Um, it just
2: depends on the drop-off, I guess.
1: Let's have a look here. So, yeah, it's, this is 285. Uh, domestic was 109. Opening was only 61 in the States. 176 international. Always has a strong international presence, Transformers.
2: Well, I, You you talk
1: about superior
2: fatigue. I definitely think there is Transformers
1: fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not, in, not, not here in signal HQ. There's Transformers fucking hunger. Um, no,
2: I, I mean of these movies, I don't mean like yeah. the, the comics or cartoon shows, I'm just talking about these mm. live action movies. I think people are just I think a lot of people just go, Oh, what? Oh, fuck another one, eh,
1: whatever. Like, sure, oh, yeah, well, I've been, mean, I, I think that's definitely a factor. Um, I'm gonna go see it though. Uh, personally, I, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, look, I, I, I'm i not blown away by those numbers. I mean, it, only, it, it, it opened to 109 million. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's it's good numbers, but it's a hugely expensive movie to make. Well, as to well. be
2: fair, considering that it's like the I don't know eighth or ninth movie in a franchise, it's not bad. It's not terrible. But they kind
1: of rebooted it after Bumblebee. You know, this is the Bumblebee reboot version.
2: No, this is the this, this is the second reboot.
1: This is no, but this is the sequel to Bumblebee.
2: No, yeah, yeah, this is the second reboot because there's the the Michael Bay ones. Yeah, and then they rebooted that with the um. Mark Wahlberg? No, no, no. Won. That
1: was that was that was still the same continuity. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just a continuing story. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, I thought that was uh, they were there. No, were, they that was, was the, like
1: the story. This it was a soft reboot in the sense of a cast, like the humans. But no, no, no it was a continuing story. Like, oh, okay. There was recurring characters. See, I thought in they it? rebooted for
2: that, and then they rebooted it again to the Bumblebee. No, world. like
1: Nick Tortero, whatever his name is, he shows up in all of them and stuff. No, they're, oh, okay, Fair Yeah. Enough.
2: I didn't watch them, so I just thought they were reboots.
1: No, they weren't. They they did a soft reboot of the cast by bringing in Warburg and stuff. Um, they got rid of Shia mm, LaBeouf and enough. stuff. But Bumblebee was the soft reboot. That's still technically it's still technically the same universe, so these are technically prequels. But I think they've definitely look. Apparently, this one's a bit better than than the the Bay ones and stuff, which is a fairly low bar. Um, we'll see. Um, but anyway, that's that for, for box office. We'll, we'll come back next week. We'll keep an eye on... I, I think I think Flash is going to peter out. I think you're right, Rich. I think it will be lucky to hit 400 million. Uh, I think, really, at the end of the day, maybe this is the failure they needed anyway. So there's no one saying, oh, we need Flash 2 with Ezra. We need such and such with such and such. Like, we can put this all to bed now and just turn the light off and close the room and just start a whole new thing. You know, I just feel that that's... The smartest play, which I think is what James Gunn's going to be doing, really. you know, If he's smart. I think I think he's smart enough. I think he's smart enough. Now, Spider-Verse, um, have you seen it yet, Rich?
2: No, no, as I said, um,
1: oh has uh, yeah. been sick. I ordered a um, Ghost Spider Marvel Legends figure. I'm building up a spider family. <laughs> oh, I'm that's up a, cute. I'm building up a spider family, and they're going to be friends with my G.I. Joe family and my Turtles family. We're all going to live together and be happily ever after. What a most adopted family you have. I know it's blended family. Do you notice? It's a blended (laughs) family. And um, yeah, no, it's going to be quite fun. Um, So, uh, Michael Kellishim, I reviewed it last week in depth. I really enjoyed it. I gave it 9.5. Michael Kellishim said it was okay. Disappointed it was one of two and felt it could have been less background. It could have had less background spider people crammed in it. I would have felt better had things wrapped up at the end of this film with some hanging plot threads left for Spider-Verse 3. As it is, I felt I saw half a movie. Overall, a 7 out of 10. Not a terrible score from Michael Kellership is a much harsher judge than me. Um, I, I know I'm just a cheap date, Rich. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I Honestly, I'm a cheap... I'm a slutty cheap date, frankly. You know, if I had to describe <laughs> myself, doesn't take much to impress me, doesn't take much to get me into bed, doesn't, doesn't take much to fuck me. Like you know, I you know sometimes I feel it's a McDonald's meal away, you know. And anyway, he gave it a seven out of ten. Uh, meanwhile, Dungeons and Dragons was better, he says. I mean, well, well, I enjoyed Dungeons and Dragons, but I wouldn't say it was better. I've also, you know, Michael, we love you, of course, we love you, and thank you for all your um, we, we all your comments and news and everything that you supply to the signal. With that said, Michael, uh, I don't understand why people. Worry if if it's if it's very clearly a part one, like it's like okay, part two will come out, you know. Like it's like Empire Strikes Back, that ended fairly openly, like you know there was always going to be a sequel, and in this there's a sequel, so it's like oh my god, what will happen? Well, get luckily there's another movie coming, you know. Hmm. What do you think, Rich? Ah. Uh. Come on, man! Tell us what you think.
2: No, I mean, I, I, I don't really have a, a feeling either way. I mean, oh, uh, it. Fence riders back. Fence no, no, riders back. Usually, something like this is 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 built to be probably a trilogy anyway. Yeah. So, it, it's never, pro, it's never going to have a proper definitive end.
0: Usually, yeah.
2: when they get to the second movie, because it's, the same thing happened with Back to the Future. Um, mm. Back to the Future Two, yes. ended with him in the Wild West. So. I, I think when you're doing a trilogy, when you know you're doing a trilogy, usually the second movie is kind of meant to be just like a middle movie where you get the 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 big end at the third one. So, but I mean, and the so you agree thing, with me? Uh, so you
1: agree with me? Let's face it. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. Okay. But I mean, at the same okay. time, I mean, wow. if you maybe marketed as part one in in this day and age, I wouldn't hurt you. I mean, that's how they're advertising um, Mission Impossible, the Mission Impossible as part one, and you know. So you know, I mean, look. I suppose maybe just give people expectations these days, and, and just say it's a part one. But maybe. it was it was in
1: all the marketing as well, though. People knew this. Like I knew. What was that it? All...
2: Okay, I don't know. I've I've not been watching marketing for this. I don't
1: know. I oh, did. I'm fucking all over the internet. I'm everywhere. I'm like the fucking Matrix. I'm like you know who i remi- you know who I'm, remi- I'm reminded of, except that I can walk. Oracle, in the nineties. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Except I can walk. You know, that's the only difference I can see. I'm on top of I mean, everything.
2: wait—that's the, wait, the only difference, Dave.
1: <laughs> I'm on top of that's everything. I'm talking about, but, then, but, I'm, hey,
2: but, but it's only the wheelchair. That's the only difference. Well, she's a woman
1: life. and I'm a man. Oh, okay, well. thank yeah, you. yeah. We both have a crush on Dick Grayson, but you know, apart from that, like, <laughs> yeah, like, no, I just mean I'm taking gender out of it, Rich. Okay, but like. I feel like I'm fucking so plugged in. Although there was an embarrassing incident today on Legion Outpost where I forgot that Mark waited if I original Legion before, and we've done his oh, Legion God. on the show. But as it's I said, as I said to Adam, the computer, like there's a lot of data coming in and out of my brain. You know, I can't control everything at once. Like I'd love to be like a human computer, like a pure machine, strip away all the feelings, just pure data, you know, constantly buzzing around my little brain. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but that I isn't the case. Thinks. I haven't fully mechanised yet, Rich. You know? I'm um, sad for you. I know. But, yeah, I am like Oracle. I, I'm on top of all the news. I, 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 I feel like... I feel, honestly, that sometimes I get to the heart of the news. And I feel like, am I the only one out there with the real journalistic integrity? You know, do I need to get a press fucking badge and start barging down, a you know, police conferences, press conferences, asking the hard questions... Um, turning up, Disney, you know, slamming in some questions to Uncle Bogler, Go, do I need to go to that level, Rich, or can I do what I'm doing? I think I, I'm happier doing what I'm doing, which is kind of more internet style, you know, research.
2: I think I, I think you can do what you're doing.
1: Yeah, man. I, I get tired too. That's the other thing. Like, you know, you have to take a break. I don't know if you read this. There was this thing in um Joker's Last Laugh, this excellent Chuck Dixon mini, and um, there's this moment where Dick Grayson comes in to Oracle's like little, you know, fucking office or whatever you want to call it. And she's got she's obsessed with the Joker. She's got him like on all the different screens, like everything is Joker. You know, she's monitoring the fuck out of this guy and he sees the, the level of her obsession. That's how my brain is, man. That's my brain. You know? And if you saw it, you'd be like, Wow, Dave, you are way off the deep end, man. And I'd be like, Yeah, well I'm still coasting though.
2: I don't I don't have to see that to know that.
1: <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, man, that's my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> that, that, uh, yep, yep,
2: I do not doubt that.
1: And ever since that day I've really identified with Oracle. I'm just like, I am the same. I am the exact same. Except <laughs> I probably would have left Gotham City during No Man's Land. <laughs> I would have go- it was it was very tough for someone in a wheelchair. You know, there was no accessibility. Um, during she that, need she's,
2: got old... she's got probably rocket uh, boosters and shit on her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how we got here. Uh, S- Sony removed Spider Man spin off El Merto from their release schedule. I mean, I didn't even know it was on their release schedule. Yeah,
2: um... remember, it was uh, supposed to be starring that Bad Bunny.
1: Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ, thank fucking God they rem- removed that from their schedule. Like... No one outside of Bad Bunny and his pathetic entourage wanted that. I mean, who the fuck is Bad Bunny anyway? Is he some rap artist or something? He's a
2: musician, I think, is he? Yeah.
1: You rap know what? I... Or you know like what? It? I can't name a fucking song. Um, yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. No, it just sounds terrible. And, well, thank God they've removed it as well. Who's Elmerto as well? Am I supposed to know who that even was?
2: is the the, the the guy that also dresses like a spider but he looks like a like a like a big beefy oh, wrestler oh. dude like oh. he's okay. he's Spider Man's Bane, I don't know. <laughs> spider
1: Man's Bane, except a lot less well known. <laughs> yeah. His, his really bad clone. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um Craven trailer. I watched it just before the show. Uh looked interesting in some ways, but also looked really cheap and it looks like it's been done before about a billion times. And also Craven's now got supernatural powers. Craven suddenly fucking
2: Well, yeah, but just but just like just from a normal lion's blood.
1: Yeah. A, a lion's just, blood? just one drop of lion <laughs> just normal lion,
2: not a <laughs> mutated lion, not a not a not a space lion, just one drop of lion blood into his wound and <laughs> is like Is up, there I'm, more the, maybe, maybe the lion, lion
1: ate now. something like a fucking like gamma ray or something beforehand. <laughs> I don't no, it's
2: just they're like, Well Spider Man got bitten by a spider, so he's got to be bitten by a lion. <laughs> yeah, but it was a radioactive
1: spider. It was a radioactive spider.
2: Yeah, but no, this is not a radioactive fucking lion in the in the in the bush, man. Come on, this like, is
1: hilarious, man.
2: It's, it's a lot of like plutonium lying around there in, in well, Africa? But there? but also, oh, by yeah. the way, can I just say, mm. fucking Russell Crowe's accent is terrible. oh
1: terrible, yeah, awful, awful. Russell Crowe sh- should be barred from doing accents after his appalling work in Love and Thunder. Mm. He's now gone one step further, and now he's doing Russian. Um... Yeah. The biggest
2: problem with this this trailer for me is that it looks like the it looks like the superior movies from the 90s. It
1: does. It does.
2: Right? It's famous. the Morbius, you know, it, mm. it looks like it would be like what they made during the time of Blade and Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. And all that sort of stuff. And, and not as good like as either of those movies
1: too. Not as good as either of those yeah. two movies, frankly. But
2: don't you think, like, you watch that trailer and you go, wow, this doesn't feel like a modern... <laughs> well, like a modern
1: I'm, I'm going to give it... Yes, I totally agree. I also feel like I sense a tight budget. When I'm watching those scenes, I was like, what an unexciting trailer. Um, And it has him running around on walls and stuff. I just thought to myself, this is very generic and very bland, and it feels very, as you say, done. Now, I wouldn't be adverse to some of the 90s cliches happening as opposed to the constant hijinks at Marvel, you know? Um... I mean, part of the reason I liked The Flash is I felt that it was in some ways a little bit old-fashioned. You know, I didn't mind a bit of that, you know, but I just felt, I sensed a budget, a very tight budget. It, there was a cheapness to this movie. I also do not understand why Craven is in a movie without Spider-Man. I I hate it. Uh, if they can't cut deals to get Spider-Man in these movies, get Spider-Gwen in. Get some. Get a Spider-Character in. Don't just have Craven running around, because in some ways I thought he looked cool. There were bits of it where I was like, "This looks okay," but I'm like, "I'm not sure." I'd I'd go and see this in theaters. Like I saw well, I saw Morbius and was I thought it was appalling. But, you know, but
2: this is why I said, like, look, I look, I understand, right? That people fucking love No Way Home, right? Mm. I get it. People love it, but I said this to you from the start. I said, "Could you imagine if the next, the, the third movie, mm. like even if you called it No Way Home?" Was because his identity was out there. Craven comes looking for him. Sure. It's like Craven, like now I know who the spider is. I can mm. force him, you know, to. I can force him to like uh, join the hunt, and I hunt him. Like, mm. could have been so much more fun with with that as a movie. But you know, look, I, they went the way that they went. But I'm just saying, Craven as his own movie just doesn't. Mm. You know. Oh, as if, if even if you're not going to use Craven in Spider-Man, right? Then at least use him in Venom.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, like, well, why not put Venom in this movie? Like, if it's a craven No, no,
2: no! Don't put Venom in this movie. Hmm. The, the, uh, you make a Venom movie where he's been hunted by. Oh, by uh, yeah, by
1: Craven. No, I see. I think that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally, totally. That's not yeah, At
2: least you're doing the Spider-Man thing. You're just not doing with Spider-Man. You or know, or maybe I you, said Spider-Green. You, you make Venom the surrogate for the uh, the Spider-Man because Marvel's busy fucking doing whatever with uh, with, with Spider-Man. You, you kind of make uh, Venom your surrogate
1: Spider-Man. Or, or the, yeah, I totally agree. That would have been awesome. And also with Venom, you can really go no holds barred. It can be R-rated. You make it r yes. Which a is what Hunter. this is.
3: Yeah,
2: you know, there, a there
1: was an interesting thing with Rhino at the end, though, as well. That looked pretty cool. Um, yeah, it looked pretty cheesy. Yeah, but I don't mind that, man. Like
2: you No, know, Rhino's gotta be a guy a suit.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't care that much about that. If they wanna make Rhino sort of more uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it was almost like a he took a chemical or how did he change No, they're just
2: making him a, like he's just mutating into a rhino like, yeah. like a man rhino. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I don't know. I I kinda dug it, um and yet, I also thought it was kind of lame. I sort of expect this will go the way of Morbius. I think this will have almost exactly the same numbers as Morbius. You know? I think it's.
2: Oh, oh, oh look. Um, maybe it'll do maybe slightly better than Morbius, but it's going to be around about that same yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, much of a muchness. Like, if it made 20 million more, it makes 20 million more. But that's really yeah. a drop in the ocean. Um, and Morbius was a huge failure. I will say I find Craven a lot more interesting than Morbius. Yeah. Um, what did Morbius make? 167 million worldwide, 73 million in the States. I mean, it was a flop, let's face it. Like, like you know, it's probably more than it deserved to make. And and watching it, I watched it on streaming, I was like, this isn't as bad as people are saying. Like, it's not the worst movie of all time, but it's it's just so mediocre. It's so sort of, like so many movies that come out, you know, you're just like, yeah, it came out, a movie came out. You know, it was, there was nothing remarkable about it at all. Craven, I think, is a more interesting character, but I think you take away the Spider-Man, and it's just like, what? Now, I did notice in the trailer there was a whole series of spiders, so I am holding out some hope that we might see some Spider-Man stuff. I, I, I do not understand what Sony Again, are doing. or
2: at least Venom. I'm happy if you just make it Venom.
1: Well, yeah. I, I mean, any Spider family, like, why not Silk? Why not Spider-Gwen? No, why not Venom? Like, why not any of these people? Like, you own them all. Uh, the only one oh, you yeah.
2: sh- I Oh, yeah, I prefer Venom over the bad characters,
1: though. I, I, I would probably, too, although I've told you, I would have already been using Spider-Gwen um, mm-hmm. in the movies. Now, I think she's a very good fill-in for Peter Parker in, the, in that world if they don't want to use Peter Parker. But I don't understand why they don't lean into that, because if you're trying to prop up the Spider-Verse without any of the Spider-Family, it's just silly to me he's just missing out on so much and you are right venom has had two movies he's a good actor uh, he seems to have a lot of fun in the role i mean it kind of writes itself you know yeah um so you yeah i'm 100 with you on that one rich and um i guess we'll just have to see what happens. oh by the way i wanted to attribute um friend of the show capes and lunatics had a very tragic loss uh, last week charlie essa uh passed away due to a sudden heart attack at work it's tragic he left behind a wife and i believe two kids um i didn't know him well i knew him only via facebook he was a big big presence a founding member of capes and lunatics our friends phil and lilith there uh, lovely people uh, and our hearts do go out to them and to charlie's family there is a GoFundMe. i have shared it on the um signal doom facebook pages and on my personal page i will do so again following this show Please contribute if you can, because all the funds go towards. I mean, he's you know got a young family, and he just suddenly died of a heart attack, and he was no older than me. Um, it's he, yeah, it's terrible. It's shockingly bad, and um, I, I will reshare. It happened a few days ago. I will reshare the links um, when I post this show up, and I'll put them in the comments. So please, if you can, it, all the funds go to um, you know Charlie's wife. Uh, basically, to to deal with funeral expenses and just you know the costs of of living, it's it's crazy. It's just it's a nightmare, basically, and it puts all our troubles and fucking petty concerns into into sharp focus. You know, and you just think, and God bless it God bless him. The guy was a machine. Um, he generated a lot of opinions. Um, you know, he played loose, he played fast, and um, we miss him. You know, um, now. Do you want to take over for this Nintendo Direct presentation? Because I don't know anything about Nintendo. I ne- I've never owned one, even. So, I see Michael Kellershims kind of put some stuff here. Rich, do you want to take over here?
2: Oh, look, uh, it wasn't a bad show. Um, Nintendo's always what uh, just put us some solid stuff. Mm. Um, some weird announcements, like some really old games, which caught me by surprise. Like they they get in the Batman Arkham game collection. You know the three <laughs> Batman uh, Arkham Batman. Sure. Uh, um, Great games.
1: Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight, and Arkham City.
2: Yeah, Arkham City. Uh, so they get in those for the Switch, which is old, and they also get in the Metal Gear Solid collection, which is Metal Gear uh, 1, 2, 3, and uh, two of the older ones. But I'm like, mm. Jesus, these are really old fucking games. Um, the, now, he's put your a solo uh, Princess Peach game. Mm. When did she become Peach instead of Toadstool? Well, little trivia. She was only ever called Princess Toadstool out of Japan. So in okay. the states, in the West, she was called Princess Tosil, but she was always Peach okay. in Japan. So it's just uh-huh. become Peach now. Um, yeah, there was an RPG one that looked mm, all right. It was a bit of an 80s action
3: mm. style, what's, very similar
2: like He Man, those 80s cartoons. Animation looks a little bit janky, but I did kind of like the art style and all that. Um, the big news though is they are redoing um, a Mario, a Super Mario RPG. Mm. um which is basically just like a, a it's an old turn-based um final fantasy dragon quest style game but with mario characters right which has not been remade because it was actually made by square enix mm-hmm. back in the day not actually nintendo but now they finally sorted out whatever licensing or or copyright issues and they're going to be remaking that um that's some good stuff in there
1: um some that sounds all right. stuff so Myth Force is the name of the He-Man-style RPG. Yes, uh,
2: Myth, sorry. Myth Force is an RPG-style, like an 80s uh, cartoon. I, I was thinking of you for this one, but mm. as you said, you don't own a Switch uh, or Nintendo, so mm. pointless.
1: <laughs> pointless, um, pointless Nintendo. Um, what about, I'm looking through this, um, Detective Pikachu Returns? Is that a big deal? Yeah, thing? just
2: another Detective Pikachu game.
1: Did you watch that movie? Was it any good?
2: Uh, it wasn't terrible.
1: Mm. um it was okay, it, okay. Was, it was fine all right that's not exactly a
2: glowing review it was you know it's like a seven out of ten it's, it's okay. not right. it's it's not terrible it's kind of funny yeah uh, it's it is weird though because the detective pikachu in like the in this game has a much more deeper voice yeah than Ryan reynolds <laughs> so i actually would have actually preferred to see the movie have like this really like because in the game Detective take a like man i need some coffee
1: Oh, yeah, like a proper hardball. But second. instead, in,
2: in, in the movie, it's like, it's Ryan Reynolds being like, hey, I'm Detective Pikachu, you know, it's like, yeah. I was like, oh, I wish they'd gone for a bit more manly voice. That would have been even funnier coming from a Pikachu.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, it sounds like a lot of stuff coming out, though, at least. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, and well, now- there's always
2: going to be something new Mario. There's a new Mario 2D scroller. Super Mario Wonder, those are always fun. I've always had those. This is actually the first one made for the Switch. The others have always been re-releases of Wii and Wii U games. So,
1: does the Switch two- get stuff like um, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and stuff?
2: Yeah, uh, a lot of that that you can only do it uh, via like cloud gaming if it's like a massively big game. Um, but they do get um, uh, some of the games. Like right. they do get they got God into the Galaxy, but again, it's via cloud. Gaming, so it's basically you streaming the game. Um, but let's be honest, you don't buy a Switch for those games. You're buying a Switch for the Nintendo. Yeah, game.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get it. For the yeah, yeah, the Mario. Look, I think it's cool. Um, uh, Dion's kid has one of these Switches, and I, I've I've watched her playing it, and I, I think it looks pretty cool. I, I thought that oh, was no, Zelda.
2: Oh no, Me and Alicia have got them. Uh, there's some games we play together and stuff and all
1: that. They're a lot of fun. heaps of fun. Yeah, has that the new Zelda game come out?
2: Yeah, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, yeah.
1: Oh, did you play it?
2: No, look, I, at the moment I don't have the time to sink into it, which is why I'm playing um uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. I didn't yeah. want to start that knowing that Final Fantasy sixteen was like coming out a mm. month later because I would not have finished Tears of the Kingdom.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and you're all about finishing games, unlike me. You know?
2: I do like to I do like to try and finish as many games as, as I
1: can yeah. yeah, fuck man. Like, good for you. Now Great presentation there, Rich. Well done. Um, now I've got a big rumor has rumored, been rumored has popped up again. Tom Cruise is rumored to be Green Lantern and signing on the dotted line. Rich, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I don't hate it, but I do feel he's too old.
1: Will he be playing a mentor, a Hal Jordan mentor role in the in the mm. DCU? Who knows? Possibly. Well, I mean, I I, I kind of dig it, but. You know, I love my Tom Cruise, but I mean, he's getting up there in years. But he could punch out another fucking.
2: You know, well, oddly enough, the the I'd actually love to. See, I don't know the actor's name. I need to look it up. But uh, he was actually in the uh, Top Gun movie with Tom Cruise. Miles Teller. He, no, 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 no. The guy that played Hangman. Uh, the 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 cocky. Oh yeah.
1: Foiled. To, to Yes, um, yes, to, yes. Um, I know the exact guy you're talking about. I don't know his name either, but he was he was good. Yeah, he was good. Actually, Rooster.
2: I think it was named yeah Rooster. Yeah, so Rooster and then Hangman and Hangman was the one that everyone kind of hated. He's very cocky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He thought he was the best. I I kind of was watching the movie again. You know what? He'd actually make if you toned him down a little bit, he could actually be a good
1: Hal Jordan. Or if you actually just he
2: cranked him up a bit more, he could be Guy Gardner.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, totally. Dude, I so when I saw that Green World, thought I was actually thinking of you and thinking, I hope this is just something Green Lantern related, you know? And my brain was going at a million miles an hour, and I was thinking the only live-action Green Lantern I could think of was Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if there's another one. Um,
2: No, that's that's it.
1: Yeah, I know that there's a very, that brief appearance in Justice League with that guy who gets dominated. Yeah. but he's not doing yeah, that. Yeah, I
2: don't even know who that is, man. Yeah. That's, that's not yeah. even a, a character.
1: That's a fucking mystery, isn't it? Waiting to be solved. You know, that's just a fucking graphic designer just doing
2: Oh, that. it's a waiting to be solved. I just thought we all just decided we didn't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, no,
2: it's not really waiting to be solved. True.
1: Good point. Um, Now, this is some weird news. Marvel has announced that Tony Stark and Emma Frost will officially be tying the knot. They're getting married. Tony Stark and Emma Frost in the comics, Rich. Wow. It's a very odd couple to can you, me.
2: Can you, can you hear their excitement in my voice?
1: Yeah. Well, how about this from one guy on the internet? He said, how can they even meet? Even if Tony Stark wasn't literally dead, he could be an X-Men character because they don't have access to that part of the Marvel Universe. And I was just like, well, that's just a wrong take. Um, this guy then defended himself saying he didn't realise it was the comics. <laughs> He thought it was the movies
2: oh he thought it was like oh well you see that but but i said that to you when we had this discussion mm. most people only think of the marvel as yeah
1: mo- the movies yeah i know well this guy clearly was but but what made it even more funny was it was it was a comic image of the two of them with holding hands and like in a oh of...
2: but, you know, to be fair there, there's so many um uh, websites now that do this like oh here's a here's an artist rendition of like you know, oh, look, look at this character, if they played this character, so maybe he just right. thought someone did a drawing of
1: it, or maybe he's, a, fair, like, maybe he's a fucking idiot. I mean, he's still
2: a bit you know. of an idiot, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, if he only knows the movies, I can't I mean, are quite. you his lawyer? Hey, you know what? He, he, he technically <laughs> was right <laughs> from a point of view of movies. They have never met
1: From the point of him. view of a film, he was right, but this guy was, he, you know, he, he was slow to acknowledge his mistake as well because he was getting roasted for it, man, you know?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're wrong, just say, "Oh shit, yeah, I'm yeah, an idiot. I fucked just, up." Just realized we were talking about the the, the comics.
1: There was an Carry incident. There was an, in- there was an incident earlier uh, today where someone tried to talk some smack about Ricky Ponting, and because Ricky Ponting was saying his favorite player was Kim Hughes in cricket, which he has said many times, and it's like, yeah, Kim Hughes was his favorite player. He said everyone admired Greg Chappell for his style, but his favorite player was Kim Hughes because of the way he played the game, very attacking. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. You know, cool. Well, Ricky Ponting. Fuck you, one of the greatest players ever played for Australia. That's his comment. And then some guy on Facebook's like, I don't know how Ricky Ponting could make these comments. Uh, he was only nine years old when Kim Hughes retired, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't wait. I fucking logged on. I logged on and sharpened my pencil and, you know, checked my claws They were out. And I replied, <laughs> I'm the same age as Ricky Ponting. I, too, recall vividly Greg Chappell playing alongside Kim Hughes and, you know, many great innings by Greg Chappell. Um, you know, while Kim Hughes was also there as well And it was like, shut the fuck up, pal Like, you know, it was the later years of Greg Chapel, But it was still like a good three years And he did play and score a lot of runs So if you started watching at seven, eight, nine, you got it And the same with Kim Hughes Who played in the exact same time period So shut the fuck up, pal and, and and then this guy was, like, grovelling back to me, and he, and he literally quoted all the scores, Greg Chappell. He goes, I came into cricket when Greg Chapel experienced a run of ducks. He had one really bad season. I'm like, yeah. And he scored runs after that. I know. I was there. And, you know, like, he didn't score ducks and then retire. He had, like, two and a half seasons afterwards of scoring hundreds. He literally scored 182 in his last innings. And then this guy, literally Rich, listed all the scores that Greg Chappell had scored since the, that, like, literally every single one. It proved my point completely. I was like, why is this guy, you know, it was like, it was like he got busted with what he thought was like a, he, he tried to skewer Ricky Ponting with what he thought was a zinger. And I'm like, I'm the exact same age. He was born in the same year as me, pal. I have the same fucking memories, you know?
2: Yeah, just you don't, Just because you don't remember your childhood yeah, doesn't mean just
1: like Just because you're a fucking clown. You know, and, and how dare you talk about Ricky Ponting like that as well? Can I say that? You know. You, well, you just said it. Well, I, I'd like him to be fucking expelled from the country. Is that possible? Put on a fucking um, island in in the in Antarctica or somewhere, and maybe he learns the error of his ways. You know, <laughs> I just I don't like it when they talk smack about the cricket team, man. You know, and the greats.
2: I, I, yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't take it too personally.
1: I took it pretty personally.
2: <laughs> Don't worry. I leapt to
1: his defence, man. Straight away, I was on the front foot. You know, I was I was ready to go. I I I, I saw the comment. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate.
2: <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I get. You know what? It's so weird to me because I do have like a fiery personality. But the difference between you and me, especially when it comes to online, yeah, I, I think I'm more prone to to just deal with someone face to face. Maybe again, maybe because I've worked in retail, so yeah, not afraid to like look someone in the face and say something, but when I just see stupid shit online, I just go, oh, what an idiot, and yeah. then just move about my day.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, in general, I I totally do, like...
1: but in general, I do, but I'm a bit sensitive when it comes to Australian cricket, you know? Yeah, fair enough. And, and, by the way, can I just say a huge congratulations to the Australian cricket team. We won a tight test match against England, yeah. two wicket win. I'm confident we can roll these fuckers 4-0 or 5-0. Seriously. Oh, uh,
2: that was such a tight game. I wouldn't be
1: confident of rolling them nil. Oh, dude, I, I I was looking at it very... I, I,
2: I think you can be confident that you, you win it, yeah. right? That you should, you should pip it. But I wouldn't be confident in you just steamrolling them nil-nil. No, no. Like, you, you won that with, like, what, 27 balls to spare or something, so...
1: Yeah, two wickets in hand. No, I, I saw something, man. The bowlers were cooked. Ben Stokes looked like he played about 1,000 matches. I think he's done. I think he'll become less and less of a factor as this series wears on. I think by the third, fourth test, you will have a very tired Ben Stokes... And I think that's a team that's about to fall apart. And I'll I'll go further. I'll go further. I'll 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 go a lot further. I think we'll win. We'll win well. We'll be considered one of the greatest teams in the last 20 years. And it may be the end of Ben Stokes' as captain. It may be the end of Brendan McCullum as coach. And Baz Paul will come to a sorry end. And all the propaganda that has been spoken about this English cricket team is going to be proved to be hollow and worthless. There was a great moment where Kevin Peterson, who I do like, he was raving on, gushing, actually, about Joe Root's um, innings. He's going, oh, Joe Root was controlling the game. He had them in the palm of his hand. These guys, he was pointing at Ricky. These guys had no idea. He didn't know what they were doing. Ricky, short pause. Well, Peterson tried to draw breath, and Ricky goes, well, he's out now. He got 40. (laughs) 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 It's like, it just brought Peterson crashing back to earth. You know what I mean? Like, we were in the game... Completely, we, we was—I would say—we were slightly behind the game for most of the game, but we were hanging in there, hanging in there, hanging in there. Got the win. I think that's a team that's cooked. I think we've got them right where we want them, Rich. I think we are going to roll these fuckers, man. I'm sure
2: if you're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I've never been wrong, so I mean, maybe, <laughs> yeah. right, So true, Dave. So yeah, true. I, you know, I've, I don't even know what it's like to be wrong. So, um, you know, much like Michael Shannon. This guy's going to my, Michael Shannon shared in a recent interview with Empire Magazine that he turned down an undisclosed role in the Star Wars franchise due to his reservations around large-scale Hollywood franchises. In the interview, Shannon expressed his reluctance to commit to such projects, emphasising they consume a significant portion of t- amount of time and fail to provide him with creative stimulation. I don't ever want to get stuck in a franchise, Shannon said, without revealing the specific role he declined. I don't find them interesting and I don't want to perpetuate them. If I'm making something, I want to be there for some kind of purpose to it. I don't want to make mindless entertainment. The world doesn't need more mindless entertainment. We're inundated with it. I mean, he's not wrong in that this entire world is we are hooked. All of us, nearly all of us are hooked on. We're like junkies for brainless, mindless entertainment. But to me, one man isn't going to change that. Certainly not Michael Shannon. So why not play the game? That's just me. What do you think, Rich?
2: Look, I mean, look, that's his decision as an actor. I mean, if he only wants to do, you know, um, stage cinema, you Mm. know what I mean. If he only wants to do like deep, meaningful roles or whatever, hey, look, that's his thing. But you know, some of us don't need to be, uh, you know, after like a hard week's work or Mm. dealing with family or bullshit or whatever. Sometimes we don't really want to be dealing with existential Mm. or, or or life questions or. Being moved to tears. Sometimes we just want to switch our brains off and watch a fun action or comedy or or whatever. And, you know, I don't see a problem with that. I mean, f- sort of franchises fill that role um, of just like, I just want to pay my money, get my popcorn, mm. switch my brain off and be entertained. Um, I don't even need to remember the movie mm. in a week's time. I just need to remember that I was entertained when I went to the Did movie. Did I bar, entertain
1: but... you? Were you entertained? Um, yeah, like, yeah, funnily enough, though, turned up for um, Flash. <laughs> so, I mean, clearly, no, well,
2: you might not have had any other offers at the time. Or, maybe yeah, I've
1: like, got, like, oh, I've got a, I've got a, I, a break like in my him. schedule. I can, I can fit it in. Yeah, I like him. I, I actually like his honesty as well. Uh, like, I got to be honest, I have got a lot of respect for him as an actor. A lot, a lot of respect. And
2: uh, I f- think he's a good yeah. actor, but I do think he's up himself a little bit too much.
1: Probably, but that's a lot of actors, man. Like, you know, they a lot of actors.
2: No, no, but I'm just saying he is one of those people. A good, good actor, but very up himself. Sure.
1: He did a funny thing with um, Bob Dylan. Um, one of Bob Dylan's boot, bootleg series, which is sort of like recordings from the vault, during his Christian period, they put it out a couple of years ago, and there's a live album with it, where literally it's Bob Dylan, like in the very late 70s, performing the Christian songs. And Michael Shannon acted the role of like a preacher, like a hellfire preacher introducing the band and they cut to him after a few songs. So it was like, obviously it wasn't shot in the 70s, it was shot now, but it was inserted into it. It was very bizarre, but it was cool, you know. Um, That's the kind of weird shit he does, I think. I think think he's one of those guys, he gets off on like weird side projects and stuff. He's that kind of an actor, you know. I bet you, if you met him, he's quite the actor, you know.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen too many of his stuff, and I mean, it's not like he's... I, I, I don't consider him to be a Daniel Day-Lewis. No, but he's in that vein.
1: He's in that vein.
2: Yeah, he puts him... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll put him in that category, but not on that level.
1: No, no, no probably not, but I think he's a good actor. He's got a good voice. Um, where is he from? I, I always think he's British, but he's probably American. I don't know. It's hard to tell with some of these so-called, you know, sort of theater style actors. Let's no, he's I'm...
2: American. Is he's he? American.
1: Okay, I wasn't sure. Michael Shannon, no, you're right. American actor and musician. Let's let's have a look. So he's born the same year as me. So he's he's just turned, he's turning 49 this year. Um, what's he most famous for apart from Zod? Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Famous for? Well, I wouldn't yeah. say he's famous. He for was me. in Groundhog Day. That was his first role. Uh, you know, what have we got here? Groundhog Day, Tigerland was a good movie. 2000. He was in Pearl Harbor. I mean, there's another fucking, um, you know, big cinema thing. He was in Vanilla Sky, 8 Mile, Bad Boys 2. I mean, these are, you know, there's movies that you never heard of in between this kind of stuff. He was in World Trade Center, the, I assume the Oliver Stone movie. Yeah, he's been in movies, but he's not famous for a particular character probably other than Zod. I would say, no, i definitely say Zod's is the one. The Man. Uh, is a good movie, actually, that he's in. Um, loosely based on the hitman. That, the, that's a good movie, actually, The Iceman. Um, I, I'd recommend that. There's a lot of movies I've never heard of. Wow, i tell you what, in 2016, he was in, like, looks like 10 movies. Seriously. Jesus. Nocturnal Animals, that's a good movie he was in. Um, he's in a lot of movies. A lot of stuff I've never heard of, though. So he does a lot of everything. He's one of those guys, man. He does a lot of everything. I guess playing Flash for him, nice way to pay the bills you know and he can do yeah. other stuff around it so he's a, he's a, look he's a good actor um but you are right he's not he, he is but also you but know. you know
2: what i kind of like and and you know again daniel day-lewis he literally out like daniel day-lewis is like literally like a mole right he he pops up every fucking decade <laughs> yeah to do like a movie um you know and, and he throws himself into the movie but i i think you know what i think you can be an actor that does these like you know these deep these powerful movies and all that but you know what? Take a break, and go have some fun, and mm. you know, be get some cheese, get that out your system. Have fun, mm. try different shit. You know what I mean? Like, go to town. It's just a cheesy, you know, empty movie. Mm. But it doesn't mean you can't have fun. It doesn't mean you can't be like, oh my god, you know, uh, how how tiresome to be like in the front franchise movie. <laughs> like, it's like Jesus, man. Why don't you have some fun, man? You get to play General Zod. Yeah, you know, uh, he was good. uh, He was good as Zod. Alien from another uh, planet that wants to dominate another planet. You could literally be campy. You could be egomaniacal. You could be fucking have fun. Do what you want. You could be like ultra militaristic. Well, he was good He was good. But the
1: thing is, it didn't like whatever his views. His performance was good as Zod. He was no, but at least
2: just say, hey, you know what? Not you know these are not the sort of movies. But shit, you know what? They're fun to do every now and
1: again. Just to like. You know, white muscle. You could well, just say does something them. like that he instead does of, like, them. like ec- doing it and then talking down about it. Sure, yeah. Well, we spotted that trend last week. Uh, Anthony Hopkins said it was meaningless. Mm. And someone else said the similar thing. I forget who, but it was another one of these, like, bigger actors. Oh, I- Idris Elba. I'll never forget fucking Idris Elba. He was playing that gatekeeper in Thor. Remember that? And Heimdall. It- Heimdall, yeah. And then he went and played Nelson Mandela. And then he went back to do Thor, I think, two or three, one of them. I can't remember which one. Anyway, and this was his comment. I'll never forget it. He goes, I came off Mandela where people literally people were bowing to me when I came on the, the set to, to play Mandela. People were bowing to me and scraping to me and, like, <laughs> really were. He was like he was saying without a trace of any irony, but people were worshipping me and I was very valued. And then I come onto Thor and I'm strapped onto a green stream with shit all over me and it's just so pointless and meaningless. And I was like, fuck you. Firstly, you were playing Mandela. You're not Nelson Mandela, firstly, you know? <laughs> and people are bowing and scraping to you. Like, I think you missed the message of Mandela. But anyway, um, and then and then you're turning up on Thor, a, a role that you were not a big star of when you started in Thor 1. You became a much bigger star between those two movies. And you're criticising sort of the thing that broke you through in the US. Like, it, I, I felt that was in very poor taste. It's these people who become famous for for a role, that, and then they go on to greater success, and they shit on the role that made them famous originally. Well, I that's
2: that's another thing that it, it's another thing that like some comedians do, right? Mm. Uh, a comedian will make a name for themselves by telling like racist, sexist, um, yeah, jokes, you know, and, and stuff, and then and as soon as they're big and they're in the spotlight, and whether they're not trying and say, oh, you know, you really shouldn't be making those kind of jokes, you know, sure, you know, and it's like, it's like, but, you did that hypocrites
1: like, hypocrites is the yeah, word. You,
2: you 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 can't go like oh well i scraped and did whatever but now that i'm a star i, I, I it's beneath me and i look back at it and hmm. and scoff and say that you shouldn't do it what a waste of time and it's like are you trying to stop other people from being yeah. successful like
1: yeah sometimes yes i think is the answer sometimes i think they're very lofty on their purchase i think michael shannon is genuinely an actor's actor you know and uh, but he does, you know, they all take roles for the money. You know, at a certain point in time, he wants to take that, whatever they pay. Well, for again, this. those
2: little indie darlings that you do don't, yeah, they don't pay the bills, man. Exactly. That, that's, that's on him. a shoestring budget.
1: He's probably got expensive tastes. You know, I guarantee it. Fuck, oh, if you're living it. in Hollywood, you definitely do. I guarantee he's got expensive tastes, man. Like, I would too. I'd have oh, so much on tap. Yeah, we know, we know you. <laughs> You'd have so much on tap. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would. Seriously. I'd be in my mansion, man, and it'd be so fucking decadent in there, you know? And I'd have I'd I'd bring back Bear from the dead. I'd come back come back Bear for one last big performance. You know, bring that guy back from the dead I have the necromancers working overtime to bring Bear back. Remember Bear Rich? You've forgotten him already? Yeah. You remember Bear? He's the guy who 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 partied for a decade and then took that hit of heroin on stage in time
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Look, I, I remember him when you say it, but I forget about him
1: in between the shows. But it's not like he's on my mind. You know, I love you him, know. man. Bear. He's a king. He He's a guy who blazed, man. That's that's the kind of guy, if I was a huge star, you've got to have a bear in your entourage. You've got to have a guy who's doing that kind of shit, who's, who's really waking up the neighbours. Yeah, I suppose, if you want to. I'd love to anyway. Um, I have a review. I have a TV review. I'm going to be getting very serious and very solemn for this review, Richard. Are you ready for this? Go for it. Yeah. Walking Dead, Dead City. Ugh. Starring Maggie and Negan, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I'm not sure what the other woman's name is, Lauren something. Um, basically, they go to Manhattan. They go to, Ma- sorry, that was me dropping my phone. Um, they go to Manhattan, and um, it's a city of the dead. It's a dead city, Rich. Um, it was it was kind of like uh, how can I say uh, like a demilitarized zone or is that a right word where it's kind of cordoned off, and um, yeah, it's it's just nuts in there. And so they go into the city much like um, Snake Plissken went into New York. Rich, remember that? Yeah, far better movie. Well, oh, so this is TV show, Rich. Uh, well,
2: far better entertainment then.
1: Yes, that is a far better piece of entertainment. It's also one of the best pieces of entertainment available in modern history. Um, This is good. Uh, Like, I enjoyed it. And I've got a lot of questions. Well, I've got not a lot of questions. I've got a couple. Um, Maggie goes into a bar and orders a beer, and there's clearly a bartender serving the beer, and and there are rooms. So I was like, wow, they're starting to almost build up another economy. You know, like it's civilised to the extent where There's bars and, like, a bread and breakfast kind of stuff. Are
2: they building up another economy? Oh, we just got rid of capitalism, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The zombies can't stop capitalism, man. It makes a fucking comeback. (laughs) It's like the cockroaches.
2: As it should. Capitalism is king.
1: Well, it is. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I fucking... Unfortunately, it's just a part of society money. You know there has to be some form of currency, and maybe it's barter. And money doesn't change hands here. And believe me, I was watching like a hawk because I love those kind of things. This is outside New York. This is in a this is this is in a so-called safer area, but it was definitely a bar, and there was definitely like a hotel attached. And it's the first time that I can remember seeing that in Walking Dead. Walking Dead recently did have like a society that had its own behind walls that had its own economy, but that made more, that made sense because it was an enclosed city and they had built a you know it's town really and they built they literally had built an economy and a, and a class structure inside of it all. Whereas this was more out on the open road and made me think, well, are there are there, are there diners now? Are things making a comeback? I mean, it's not impossible when you when you play cyberpunk. You know, for example, there's, there, you know, you go out to the desolate areas. You can buy and sell stuff and trade stuff. So, would economies, you know, survive? Rich, do you think if this, if, if we pass the point of the apocalypse, but then we slowly rebuilt a little bit? Do you believe that economies would start again, or would it be barter? Um,
2: well, barter is the original mm. capitalism, basically. It's an exchange of either a resource or a skill for something. So if I was like, um, I've got a
1: fox, can I have two so we, it blocks of wood? It would definitely
2: start like that, but then as your community grows, then yes, you would have to probably start to, um, uh, introduce some kind of monetary system. Um, because again, the, one of the reasons why a monetary system was implemented is because not everyone had something to trade. Yeah. And so, you couldn't also just if people worked, you couldn't just give them the, you know, let's say you, you you're a farmer. Well, you can't give everyone your bloody crops
3: <laughs>
0: as yeah.
2: payment for working. Otherwise, you've got nothing to sell at the market or take to the market. So you have to you have to invent some kind of currency to pay them, so that you can take your goods to the market and then sell it for more of that sort of currency. So it will always start. You know, as you it's a smaller thing. You'll always start off with a barter system. Mm. But as it grows, you, it's, it inevitably will, will create some kind of uh, currency system. It's, I think
1: it's inevitable. Oh. I don't even think it's a bad thing. I just think it's, it's society.
2: Well, I here's mean, the thing. Yeah. Like, I think the problem, honestly, I think the problem with the world is because I'm very, very pro-capitalism, uh, right? Mm. But I do think that people, they conflate or they misconstrue cronyism with capitalism. Capitalism is a beautiful thing. I make something, I sell it, you pay me for it. Yeah. Right? That's a beautiful system. There's nothing inherently wrong with that system. But cronyism, you know what I mean, where mm-hmm. you get the government involved, where you buy up your sort of your competition and then jack your prices, that's oh. not capitalism, that's cronyism. That's something completely different. Like regular market. Capitalism you know?
1: is great. But we're in, a lot of people, I'm no ec- economist, although I did do it in college, a lot, of, a lot of people would say we're in late stage capitalism now. You know?
2: Again, I, I, you could say laissez capitalism, but that's, to me, that's, we've, the problem is if we've gone into, uh, corporatization, cronyism, mm. like all that sort of stuff, I'm mm. talking about just capitalism of, if I have an idea, I can make money off of it. Sure. That's fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what I also like about capitalism, which is something I, why I, I never buy into socialism and all that sort of stuff is, mm. if I work hard, I want more money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you and I have the same job, mm. but I work harder than you. Mm. I do more than you, I whatever more than you, I I, des- I feel like I should get paid more than you. I If we get paid the same, sure. what's my incentive for working harder?
1: I agree. Well, I'm very money-driven so, in regards to work, so I, I'm very incentivized by money. So I'm with you on that. Yeah,
2: that's, so am I, man. Like, if I if I work hard, then you better pay me what I'm worth. Yeah. you're not going to pay me what I'm worth, then I'm going to work what I'm worth. Yeah. If you say, no, you're only with this, then that's that, That's the level of work you're going to get from Yeah, yeah I don't understand
1: people who aren't. Uh, like, I get it if they're not. Like, I'm the opposite of, look, not the opposite. I, I am very money motivated, but I also have a thing in me where I want to get to a stage where I'm comfortable enough and have enough income from outside sources that I can just give it all away. I could give it away in a heartbeat, you know, in terms of work. I, I'm addicted to the work only because it provides me with... Mm-hmm. Uh, your funds. Like I could, like I, I, I would not miss anything. I look a couple of people, sure, but honestly, I would miss nothing by leaving corporate behind because I, I detest a lot of corporate culture, and not even so much of my own company, but just in general. But you know, you you have to be in it to win it, and I'm happily in it to win it. Mm-hmm. But the to the feeling of being able to leave it behind and all the emails and the endless bullshit. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's just like a dream, you know, to me, because it is such an emotional, no, mental tax, sorry, not emotional, mental tax of time. Mm. Like, I think there are so many th- ways that things could be done better. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of corporate decisions are purely based on almost penny pinching. And I don't know, it is what it is. But no, I agree with you. I've got, I mean, cap is. Oh,
2: but look, here's yeah. the thing, like, I'm, I'm very pro like small business, Mm. um, mom and pop stuff, all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like Mm. that's, that's Mm. my, that's what I love about capitalism. I'm not, I'm don't, you know, I'm very like, not anti, but I'm, I'm not pro big business and Mm. massive corporations, all that sort of stuff. I understand that sometimes they're a necessary evil, but I'm not a big fan of like a a company having that much sort of wealth. Mm. And what they do with that wealth is just burn the competition therefore Mm. making it more expensive for other people you know because i believe in competition like Mm. that's the thing like that's why i'm like i i I don't have like a side for most things Mm. i'm not i'm a mercenary i look for the best deal right i'm not i'm not your guy like if you yes you can give me great service but if someone is selling it cheaper Mm. and you're not willing to do it cheaper for me i'm going to go somewhere else
3: Hell so yeah.
2: I, think, Hell I yeah. think competition is fantastic because we benefit from competition. Mm. The problem, as I said, with, well, you want to, lay capitalism, cronyism, corporatization, whatever, is that they became a monopoly and then you, you, you know, you're paying stupid amounts for, for stuff and there's no one. And even if someone tries to start up, become so big, you get squashed. They'll literally either run you out of business or you buy you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, I, just think about it, I mean, it would just just go back like 20 years, 20, 30 years in, in our life, how many more like just corner shops there were, yeah. or like you, you walk down the street and it's just like the street is just full of little stores and shops and boutiques and whatever. Mm. That's pretty much all gone, and that sucks. Like that's a real shame, because that was my favorite form of, <laughs> of yeah. capitalism, basically, was everyone just being able to start their own business and try and be successful.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's just yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, but you know what? We ain't gonna fix it. Um, and let's face it, communism doesn't work. We've seen where that goes. It turns into author authoritarianism and just turns into dictatorship. So that's not a solution either. You know? Well,
2: the problem with that is is and, and it comes back to the why would I work if you're telling me that the that some guy gets to sit at home, yeah, and he gets money because I'm working. Well, what's my incentive to work then? But now yeah. if everyone goes, well, what's my center of work? Well, then guess what? You're going to have to go to people's houses with guns and say, you have to go to work. Yeah. Someone has to
1: work. Yeah. Like,
2: what, what do you do? If, if you promise everyone they don't have to work and they get money, well, then who's going to work?
1: You get a car. No you works, get, a car you, you get a car. you get a car. You
2: get a car. Exactly. Like you're going to have to force people to work. And how do you force people to work? <laughs> well, by it,
1: it's point. a machine isn't it really capitalism? Like, you can hop off the machine, but you will not get any benefits. Like, and then you'll be torn up and eaten up by the demands of the society, which is all based upon...
2: Well, I'll give you... I'll you give, look, I mean, South Africa is already going broke, right? It's mm. a fucking failed country. But mm. one thing they don't have is governmental benefit, right? If you're mm. unemployed, there's no unemployment check, right? Because if you did, that country would literally have no money.
1: Yeah, right. So there's no... Um, here in Australia, we call it the dole... And it's basically just unemployment welfare. So there's not that in South Africa, is there?
2: You do not have the South Africa because if you did have it, the country would even be more broker than it is. Right.
1: So how do people who are unemployed even live? They have to do. They got to get a job. Right. Fucking
2: beg on the street. Got to go. You know, try and get some day work or whatever. Like there is no just doing shit all and sitting at home and getting a a check from daddy government.
1: Yeah, Jesus. Well, you know, it'd be a shit place to live now as well. I mean, I know it was a oh, great, I know it was a great country, and I don't mean to talk badly of your country, but it would be terrible now. I think, I think. No, no, it is. Not yeah. would be. It is. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. What, what's happened really? Um, now we've got an interesting thing here from Michael. Decline and fall of the comic book industry. He's he's focusing on IEW, who we did know lost a lot of licenses. Uh, in recent... They lost G.I. Joe and Transformers, for example, they're probably two of their biggest. So, IDW lost $200,000 in sales during the second quarter of 2023, which isn't as bad as the $300,000 lost in the second quarter of 2022. Uh, according to quarter two 2023 figures, they lost $8.1 million in cash over the past 12 months. Uh, in... Yeah, okay, right. So, the, they went from $13.7 cash on a hand down to five point six. This is after they fired 40% of its workforce last month, which just tells me that, yeah, as he says here, they're hemorrhaging money. Their best-selling products, TMNT and Sonic the Hedgehog, are licensed products which they cannot fully capitalize on, although, I mean, they do put out a lot of Turtles product. Uh, IDW has attempted to monetize the IPs they do own with film and TV, but due to the writer Guild strike and a potential actor strike, the clock is not on their side. The profit, Kellashim predicts a bankruptcy by 2025. I hope that doesn't happen. I, I know IDW have really gone down the tubes. There was a guy that Chuck often mentions who he says when he left it was really the beginning of the end.
2: Uh well they, they did hire that uh had the Antos. I but we can't blame her for all this, man. Like can become No, no, but thing? the people like her because I'm <laughs> sure she's not the only one like her that works.
1: Yeah, I, I I think I they made do. some bad business. They hired deals. some
2: terrible editors and yeah. and managers and stuff and all that like she's not this i'm not putting all the blame on her but i'm yeah. putting the blame on people like her sure that and are now in the comments i would almost
1: the- say some business guys as well probably made some bad calls you know like yeah the editorial staff is a joke and i mean we all remember how they turned try to turn gi joe into some sort of pacifist fucking hates america thing which is just i mean it's a joke you know it, it's a joke like honestly that's just
3: well
2: You know, it it always comes back to that famous line. And and look, a lot of companies seem to be kind of learning this lesson now and all that, like with the Bud Light and all that, right, Mm. is people don't need corporations to take a stand against anything. Yeah. Right? As uh, Michael Jordan famously said, Republicans buy shoes too. true. Right? Good point. If you want to be a business, you know – if, you, if you're in a two-party country, mm. your, your business is 50-50 more than likely, mm. right? Or even if it's 60-40, whatever, you do not take a stand, mm. right? As a business, as individuals, you can do whatever you want. You can, whatever. But as a company, you just need to shut your mouth and sell your product, right? And what, so these people are learning now, with, which is why I brought up Heather Antos, like her, they fight with the customers. They call the customers' names, mm. right? They are going to war with the customers, mm. right? And yes, some of the customers agree with them, you know, whether it be 40%, 40, 50%, 60%, whatever. But guess what? The other percent don't. Mm. And those are the ones who turn away. And again, pff, mate, you lose 40% of your
1: business. Yeah. You're pretty much not making money now. Oh, yeah, it's a huge amount of cash to lose. Do you know what I mean? Like- also, also, they – um, yeah, look, that's, that's definitely part of it, but – I, I think their the, their dependence on licenses also has hurt them when they've been withdrawn. So I, I actually feel that that was like just a, a pure cash flow situation. Them losing GI Joe and Transformers, just to name two, I I think that was a steady seller for them over the years. Those kind of books, you know, and
2: I mean yes, but also they've hired uh, and they've hired terrible. Uh, talent to, to manage those and write them. And they started
1: um, out so well, though. They had, like, Larry, they had Chuck, they had Mike Costa. And it was no, no, Costa. I'm talking about more recently. Yeah, I know. that They started out well, and then they turned into a shit show.
2: Yeah, right? and that's yeah. when it was doing well, because you had quality stories, quality writing, mm. like, quality art and all that. But now, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, to me, the shit is unrecognisable. Like, yeah,
1: you know, um,
2: and that's a real shame, because... You, you should be able to sell this stuff, man, like, you know. Well, um,
1: uh, yeah, it's a shame because I've always, like, when I think of IDW, I think I think of them in that 2008 to probably 2015 era, where there, I, th- I thought there was a lot of good stuff, you know? like
2: yeah. I mean, don't forget, uh, Dark Horse wasn't predominantly licenses, but their licenses were the best things. Yes. You yeah. know, when they did Terminator, Robocop, Alien, Star Wars... Mm. Conan, that's what all licensed stuff, and that was their best-selling shit, man. Sure. So, yeah. you know, having licenses is not a negative thing, but you just got to manage it well. well you, you got to manage
1: it well because otherwise... Oh, yeah, they, they made a lot of money out of all that. But, the, but what I'm saying is, depending only on licenses always leaves you vulnerable. If the license owner decides, I want to either in-house it or I want to go with someone else who's got more penetration, whatever the fucking reason... You 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 are vulnerable to that, and I wonder if IDW kind of became too dependent on on their stuff. Like they've kept the turtle license, and they spam turtles books out there. They spam it, and they and they have some hits. It's some good stuff. But gee, what if they lost the turtles license? You know, what if that happened? That oh, uh,
2: they very well could.
1: They very well could, and believe you me people will buy Turtles at another publisher. It's not like they're connected to IDW, you know? P- you, you, you put Turtles at another publisher, kick it off at number one, people will show up, man, you know? So, I yeah, don't know, man. I agree. It's interesting. Um, I Again, hope- it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not a
2: one-answer thing,
1: but, you know,
2: I mean, there's some major issues, as I said. I mean, poor talent, f- very bad editors mm. and, and line managers, uh, mm. you know, it's it's like what what can what you can do wrong you do wrong
1: yeah yeah by the way I picked up a new Lobo figure by the way Jesus Christ I love Lobo you do fuck I love you Lobo you should marry him I, I well you know it would be marriage I, it'd be more <laughs> physical than marriage um I think Lobo's fantastic I, I'm gonna say that now he, he's 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 into my top 10 characters with a fucking bullet you know seriously I, I, I might build up a collection of just Lobos. I've got two now. I've got the Injustice one, and I've got this one. And they're fantastic. The Tom McFarlane one. The Tom McFarlane. Um, Balti- if not, why not? Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. Yep. Sometimes I am sometimes I take a break from staring in the abyss, and I'm just, like, so happy with myself. You know, have you, have you ever had that emotion where you're just, like, so pleased with yourself? And I'm just like... I'm just like, I'm generally I, happy
2: with myself every day, man. I, I'm,
1: I'm, yeah, but, but like, every now and then I'm like, man, I'm such a fucking king. You know, and I, I know that sounds egotistical, but like, I don't mean it monetarily. Just, I'm I just like, yeah, I'm kicking the fucking hill. Yeah, that's it. And it's brief. It's brief. She it was probably hubris. You know, it's probably the kind of thing Caesar thought as he was entering the room where they fucking stabbed him to death, bastards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That <laughs> is
3: very true.
1: <laughs> you know, he,
2: yeah, and, he thought he was the uh, king of the hill. Uh, yeah, uh, right before the first dagger went in.
1: Yeah, followed by about twenty other fucking daggers. I've saw it in Assassin's Creed there was a whole fucking bunch of them. Pricks. <laughs> I was like, man, it wasn't even just one guy. I thought it was one guy. It was like millions of them at once. Although they said, uh,
2: concerning how many people were involved, there were far less um, (laughs) stab wounds than there should have been. So some people uh, uh, didn't actually live up to their part. Yeah,
1: faking it. Just like going with the flow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, okay. like
2: yeah ha, ha, let's do it and then like <laughs> pretending to stab him
1: <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny now there was a scandal this week rich can you believe the internet was outraged um can-
2: uh i you know what i'd be more shocked if you said the internet wasn't outraged
1: no, the internet was very outraged over the secret invasion credits uh because they used ai art and um oh god like Some people were – like, I I mean, I I, I wouldn't do it just because I know that it's a bad optic, and and frankly, there are artists aren't there, so why not use them? But anyway, it was – I saw it on Twitter. Like, I saw Dan Slott having a big old cry about it, um, and, and others like him. Like, I'm not for it either, but is this the end of the world, Rich? You know?
2: No, I mean, look, um, I hate to break it to people, but, um, you're fighting the future. Yeah. Well, right? yeah. you tell, you tell a company that they don't have to pay an artist so <laughs> they could just get a computer program, Yeah. feed it some shit and it's going to pump out something that they don't have to pay an artist. Hmm. Yeah, you 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 really think Disney cares about artists? Come
1: on. Isn't it funny though that like Disney owns Marvel and Marvel produce comics and they don't provide the artwork? You know, like a computer. Like how long before a computer does all the comics? Can't be that long. Oh, it's coming. it's yeah. coming. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. Uh,
2: I actually saw so there's a there's a channel on YouTube called uh, Corridor Crew, right? Mm. And they actually tested. They got um so they, they live filmed um uh a little short movie right oh. and they wanted it to look like an anime oh. and what they did was they they fed the footage that they filmed oh. into the computer and they told the computer this is the art style we want so they told them vampire hunter d oh. and all this sort of stuff and they let the computer do it itself so the computer redid the whole thing as an anime and it actually came out pretty fucking good. Mm. Like it actually legitimately looked like an animated movie. Now, again, it's not full AI. Mm. They did half the work just by, by video, by, by recording themselves, doing the live sort of motions and stuff and all that. Mm. But the fact that they, if you just have to film yourself with a camera, Mm. like in the backyard, feed it into a computer and say, right, make it a fucking Gothic, setting yeah and i'm fighting vampires phew, there you go there's a scene of me fighting vampires and all i did was film myself pretending to fight things in
1: the backyard like so you did sort that, of you, you scary, sort man. of played it out like play acted it, and then it goes from there
2: and then you just fit it into the computer and say right make that into a fucking animated and movie. can you do
1: like in the style of carlos s Crizara or like in the style of frank miller is it smart enough to do that shit yeah, yes,
2: you uh, yeah. you 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 tell it and it and, and you feed it as many pictures as you can oh. of like say whatever style you want and it will basically then just mimic that style. And they did it actually with a 3D movie as well. So oh. after doing the anime or the animated, they tried it for like a um a 3D CGI oh. like animated movie. And again, wasn't perfect, but I was like, damn, like it's getting there. Give it another 10 oh. 20 years. You you're just gonna mm. you're gonna film a movie, right? And just feed it into computer and say, computer add all the special effects and the CGI and well, if that's the, the case, it'll
1: definitely be used in movies and stuff. There's no way they they won't stop doing this kind of shit. Oh no,
2: that's what I said you tell yeah. a company that they basically don't have to pay a studio or a company. They just have to just feed it into the computer, uh, give it some parameters or, or you know uh, whatever. <laughs>
1: I mean, they're like, already like, doing, like, CGI characters like Nick Cage and Luke Skywalker in that recent... whatever it was.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, that's still kind of done by hand a little. Mm. Uh, although, not yeah, if you're doing a defake, yeah, it's pretty much... It, you just it, it is almost done for you as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting to the point where, you know, you'll, you'll need a couple of artists to maybe help you design some shit, but the computer's going to do mm. pretty much all the heavy lifting at one point.
1: Well, it is what it is, but as you say, I think it's the future. Uh, look... Look, I guess that these people, I guess that they they would consider themselves kind of being heroes, uh, like early Warners kind of thing. Um, but what are they achieving? Uh, like maybe will Marvel change the titles hey, in a week?
2: When CG came out, mm. everyone hated CG. Mm. They were like, "Oh, it's not you know, it's not animation. It's not true. It's mm. you just sit behind a computer. You know what I mean? Mm. Program can do it. You need an artist and blah blah blah. Fuck it, it's fully accepted now. Yeah." You know, everyone's using CGI and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, it's not real art back in the day. Mm. Well, guess what? It is now.
3: Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. Um, Sony will not share data on PS6 if the deal with Activision um, and Microsoft goes down. Well, yeah, I agree. That would make sense. Why would they share data on their new system if Microsoft owned Activision? <laughs> like, like, what, what kind of news item is this? Like, they won't share data with their competitor. Okay, makes sense.
2: No, so they was no no no. So they were saying that as a way to um block the deal, right? So what they were saying is yes, but even if Microsoft makes it uh that it comes on our platform, mm. we would have to give them. And let's say we were working on a new console mm. we would have to give them specs and then microsoft would know the specs of our upcoming console yeah just so we could have a and yeah. i'm like well then you won't get it at launch then just wait till you've launched it then give them the specs and then they'll fucking put the game onto it still problem solved yeah
1: exactly <laughs> they're doing everything they can to try to block this deal yeah
2: look i mean, I, I, I essentially i don't look i don't blame them as a company. You of course you're gonna always stop trying to stop your
1: I don't really care as well can your, I say your that
2: competitors. But what pisses me off though is just the hypocrisy. Like you know what's so funny? I actually Alicia and I were actually discussing this and the way I the the the, the way I look at it, right? Let's say um you and I are are Gods? competing salesmen, right? Gods and yeah. we travel the two the, states or, or yeah. whatever you want to call it, right? I'd outsell you,
1: I'd outsell you. And, <laughs> hey I'd, I'd outsell you I'd drop my prices no
2: no no but let's say like anytime we got to a place and I went to a hotel I found out that you had like booked most of the rooms to stop me from getting a room oh okay right just an analogy yeah so you kept doing that and I couldn't get a room and so therefore <laughs> you know I couldn't find time to see you so one day I decided well you know i got money fuck you I'm going to buy the-
1: you're going to do what buy the hotel
2: buy the hotel yeah stop you know so now I own the hotel I go fuck you mm. that's essentially what they're doing Sony have paid for so many exclusives. They've mm. gone to so many companies and said, "Here's money. Don't put it on on Xbox." That Xbox has just decided, "Well, fuck you. We'll just buy the companies then." Yeah, yeah. I don't blame them for that. I mean, you've you've ex- you've you know what I mean. You've escalated it. You've got to the point where they were like, yeah. well, listen, we, we've got more money than you. Mm. So instead of paying for exclusives, fuck you. We'll just, pay the, we'll just buy the studios and that's then you can't point, get the games. That's
1: because in the last generation, uh, there certainly were a lot of good PlayStation exclusives, you know? And, you know, yeah, uh, that's a good analogy though. That That's true. Like the deeper pockets of Microsoft and, I mean, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah,
2: well, they said, look, we're not going to play your game. We'll just buy the companies. Mm. Now you see if you can play our game. I don't, you can't blame them for for doing that. I mean, you you could be upset if you're a PlayStation only game. Again, doesn't here's the thing. It doesn't affect me either way. You know, yeah. do I prefer gaming on an Xbox? Yes, but I have a PlayStation. I have an Xbox. I have a Switch. Yeah, I play whatever games I want, where, where consoles on doesn't doesn't affect me in the least. No. Um, but if yeah, you, as yeah, a if consumer, a, you've only yeah. got a PlayStation. Of course, you now care that you can't. Well, get a game.
1: right now I've got a PlayStation, but if it, but I could easily buy an Xbox, you know. Like you better do it before
2: the prices go up.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not that worried about it all. But um, the only thing I'm worried about is I I would like to play Starfield, you know.
2: Well, look, mate, you don't even have to. You could go get the. You could go to uh, uh, Xbox S now
1: uh-huh.
2: for like two ninety nine. Uh. Um, but it's a digital box. But you would only need it for Game Pass, so you wouldn't even need to buy discs. Really?
1: It's, Are they that cheap for Xbox? Are they that cheap? Yeah, they're on sale at the moment. Wow, I didn't know that. Right, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that's... Yeah, okay. I, I Sorry, I, I really haven't followed it, to be honest. Um, okay, that's interesting. Um, well, we'll see what happens. But that's So, that's one of the next generation ones? Is it, Rich?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's the, the X and the S. And okay. And, again, it doesn't have a disc tray or anything. It's yeah. not super as powerful, but... You would only be using it for Game Pass. So, let's say you you whatever game came on multi console, mm. you buy for your PlayStation, and you want to get mm. the disc. But if it's a game like it's a uh, Xbox only game, it's mm. going to be on Game Pass. Then you just play it on your Xbox. S. And does that have
1: all the normal Xbox stuff? Like I can get my all my apps and all that shit. You know.
2: Yeah. It's, just, okay. it's all digital. There's just no disc. Just nothing disc based.
1: I might do that. That's that. that would be money well spent. You
2: know? Again, just, just for yeah, you know, like if it's a Starfield or a avowed or whatever that you just want to be able to play without having to go and buy the game. Yeah, because I do want like, to get it, I I'm sorry, but Game Pass has saved me so much goddamn money. Like Yeah. It really has. People and people are like I look, I don't agree with them raising the prices of their consoles. They do they're now gonna be raising the markets. I don't agree with them. The older a console gets, the cheaper it should get, it shouldn't get more expensive. Sure. But now people are complaining, you know, oh, it's, the subscription is going up by a dollar. And I'm like, listen, the subscription keep going up as long as I'm paying less than actually buying games. Mm. Once it once it gets to the point of like, okay, now I'm paying just as much or paying more, mm. then it's an issue. Mm. But if I'm paying an extra $12 a year to have all the Xbox games day one mm. on Game Pass and I don't have to go spend 90 bucks mm. to play it, I'm still saving money.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know. That's a good point, Rich. Well, well, we'll keep an eye on it, man. We'll keep an eye on it. That's, that's a good one. Um, it's been announced that Carlos Escozara, the late co creator of Judge Red, Stronium Dog, and other classic comics, will be commemorated with a street named after him in his hometown of Sa- Zaragoza, Spain. The decision was made by the Zaragoza regional government. I mean, that's good to that's see. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, thank God. Um, great, great creator. Babylon 5 news. 25 years after the series ended and 15 years after the last installment in the franchise, Babylon 5 is returning with an animated movie on August 15. The film Babylon 5, The The Road Home, will be available on Blu-ray, Amazon.
2: Oh, I think I saw (sighs) some screenshots for this. It looked terrible.
1: Oh, what a surprise. Um... Like, the, no,
2: I mean the, the animation. Yeah. Not, like, even worse than the Warner Brothers, the, the DC stuff.
1: Yeah, it's sad, isn't it, how badly they do animation these days. I, I hate it. They, the, Dude, you want to see bad animation, go check out the Doctor Who missing episodes. I, I got so excited. I saw Power of the Daleks. I've always wanted to watch this. Fucking Power of the Daleks, um, you know, TV show, whatever you call it, episodes. And... And I, like, I, I thought they'd actually, you know, because they find old footage and stuff. I thought, oh, my God, they've got all the old footage. I will buy this, you know, Blu-ray. I will, I will buy this. And I pick it up. I look at it. I, I turn it over. And I'm like, what am I looking at? What, my, uh, what, like, my eyes are hurting. Like, it was, I would say, some of the worst animation I have seen since the 80s. It was terrible. And I was like, I put it back down. I was like, I cannot buy this. Like, it felt like someone had done it, like, just so cheap. Yeah, man. it's
2: just a cash grab, man.
1: Yeah, I put it down, man. The trailer shows Captain John Sheridan being affected by tachyons and flung through time and possible alternate universes as well. Oh, my God, they're doing multiverses. Oh,
2: good, the alternate universe thing. That's Fuck not Fuck me, oh. like, Jesus
1: Christ, like, you're not even trying now, you know? It's alternate universes of Babylon 5. One was enough, you know? Seriously.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, pass. Hard fucking pass, you know? hmm um, Agreed. Yeah, great stuff here from, um, I think, Michael Kellershim about The Punisher. Um, you know, it's from some sort of military magazine. The Punisher is not a typical hero. He definitely commits countless crimes for the sake of good, but he's also not a villain. He will go out of his way not to harm an innocent. He'll gather information on whoever he's going after to know if they're really evil. I mean, what is this shit? Like, no, no shit. We, we know. And then, um, I, I don't know if you're going to read it out because it's all stuff we know. Um, and then, he's he doesn't enjoy killing. He's comfortable with it. And his mind is at ease knowing someone innocent is safe because of his actions. But he's never been showing in all of his 45-year-old long comic history enjoying the act of killing. Hmm, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, e- okay. Um, that's what separates him from the psychotic villains he encounters. It's his duty to protect the innocent. It's his burden to have to do terrible things to make it so. That's something many troops could get behind. Another key element of the Punisher that's enjoyed by fans is the famous Skull logo. You can't drive around the barracks a lot without seeing a lifted Ford F-150 with adorned with a Punisher decal modified to have either the US flag pattern or back the blue stripe incorporated. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, it, this is a big, big... Um, it, it gets to an interesting part. Chris Kyle, I fucking love that movie, American Sniper, and his autobiography. Um, he talks about the use of the skull, and I want to read this out because I love this. Our comms guy suggested it before deployment. We all thought the Punisher, what the Punisher did was cool. He righted wrongs. He killed bad guys. He made wrongdoers fear him. That's what we were all about. So we adapted his skull, uh, his symbol, a skull, and made it our own with some modifications. We spray painted on our hummers and body armour and on our helmets and all our guns, and we spray-painted on every building or what we could. We wanted people to know we're here, and we want to fuck with you. It was our version of psychops. You see us, we're the people kicking your ass. Fear us, because we will kill you, motherfucker. You are bad, we are badder. I mean, yes, I'm fucking, I'm charged up, man. Like, yeah, hoorah! Um, yeah, I don't know what to say, other than Chris Cole is a fucking American hero, and um, that's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen, directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh, played by, what's his name? Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, you know the guy from Hangover.
2: Yeah. Not not, not according to Jesse the Body Ventura.
1: Well, I love Jesse, but well, he doesn't like it. Oh, Bradley, no, he, Cooper. Um, Bradley, Bradley Cooper,
2: Bradley Cooper. Apparently the, the guy, apparently the guy was a fraud. Who? The the American sniper dude, whatever his name is. Chris Carr. You should look into it. You should look into the whole thing, apparently, that most of the shit he's made up or... His stolen
1: glory. Ah, oh, fake news, man! Fake news. Uh, I've heard just it all before. Jesse Body Venture. Look, let's—we don't need to get tangled up in the weeds here, man. We're not—we're not sixty minutes. I'm
2: just telling you. What well, I don't it? believe the
1: hype, man. Fuck you. No way. I don't
2: care, either way, like the, he doesn't. I don't care about it either way. I'm just.
1: <laughs> I look rich. I mean, I—I'm I, too tired to care. But we're denigrating an American hero, you know. And i'm
2: not doing anything
1: <laughs> well jesse I'm the body venture is
2: what i've heard from a former governor was he a governor i think he I'm was
1: a governor. a governor yeah briefly jesse the body yeah mm-hmm. yeah but you know so what man i didn't see him out on yes, the battlefield thanks. i didn't see him out on no, the battlefield not, in Dave, iraq anything. i'm just telling you well i don't just like it
2: giving you the news Dave, i don't I like
1: it man i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it one bit um jesus christ he fought to preserve our freedom, you know, and and he got killed well, by... did
2: depending on which one is true.
1: Richard, um, <laughs> I'm not uh, you know, you're just trying to fuck with me now. Um, <laughs> I'm not.
3: Look
2: into it, man. <laughs> no, I'm no, not no, <laughs> like going to, to look going into it. I don't need to look into it. Dude, I saw doing, the fucking
1: movie. Okay, I saw the, the fucking now, movie. But
2: he was going around doing interviews, man.
1: Dude, I saw the fucking movie. I saw the film.
2: That's a movie, mate.
1: No, no that was... It Was it went down blow by blow. I, I think Clint had to dial some of it back, I think I think it went further. Ah, uh,
2: he probably dialed it up.
1: I don't know, man. All I can say is, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it does, it, it doesn't, whether
2: it's true or not, it doesn't affect the movie. You can just look I'm, at the movie as
1: fiction. If I'm actually true. saluting now the memory of Chris Carl. I don't give a shit about yeah, like, what Jesse the Bonaventura enough. says. Um, Jesse the Bonaventura was awesome in the 80s, but I don't like this fucking turn, heel turn. Or, you know, denigrating a hero um, with some unsubstantiated bullshit that definitely wasn't in the film.
2: Okay, I'm pretty sure Jesse was also... Uh, was he? He's also served, so... Okay. It's not just some guy talking shit. He is also an ex.
1: I, I do like Jesse. I, I'm kind of uncomfortable in kind of like you know harassing. Because actually, do, like, I do rate him <laughs> as well. I don't, closely, cool, I don't I closely. I, I don't closely follow it. I
2: don't. man. Oh my god. No, he
1: voice he voice. is cool. he is cool, man. And like, hey, who he knows what what's true or what's not? But I saw the film, man. You know, I saw the film and read the book.
2: Friend, other than uh, I ain't got time to bleed. My favorite line is <sighs> when he offers the guy some like um chewing tobacco i think is the guy who goes no and he goes this stuff will turn you into a sexual tyrannosaurus just yeah, like a,
1: me that's a great line yeah he served in the united states navy this is Jesse, the body from december 69 to uh, september 10 1975 during the vietnam war but did not see combat um blah 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 um He was frequently referred to his military career in public statements and debates. He was criticised by hunters and conservationists for saying in a 2001 interview with the Minneapolis Star Tribune, until you have hunted men, you haven't hunted yet. (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, That's 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 fucking Jesus. That's a good shot. That's a good line. That that reminds me of some wedding crashes where they're walking along hunting, and, and I think Vince Vaughn's like, "Are we going to be hunting the real the real animal? Humans? <laughs> <laughs> the <They're> hunting quails? <laughs> Someone <laughs> hunt the real animal? Humans? Um, yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. This is funny. Jensen Ackles uh, had to fight to play Soldier Boy in The Boys, and I said, I hope he means that literally. <laughs> It was like a series of cage matches.
2: I don't know why. I, I do think like Soldier Boy is a cool name, but it also can't help it because it's that terrible mm. Soldier Boy uh, rapper hip-hop. Do you know the... No, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Do you know not familiar with Soldier Boy?
3: The,
0: <laughs> Dude, I
2: don't know these that fucking thing hip-hop The uh, um, Oh, fuck. What was that song? The...
1: <sighs> I've literally never heard of him.
2: I, I think if you heard the song, you would know what. Else. What
3: was
1: it? Was it something big? Like, was it catchy? Yeah, it
2: was. It was. It was massive. Uh, one hit wonder. Um, well, back I, in the day, it was like fucking everywhere. Luckily, like, we've
1: got like, this thing called the internet, so I guess I can type it in. Soldier Boy. I mean, uh, look, I uh, I don't know. I love Justin I mean, by I
2: the way, but the thing is, because I'm familiar with that, every time I hear Soldier Boy, mm. I just keep thinking of that idiot.
1: I, I think <laughs> of that song. um, Soldier Boy is a song by the Shirelles. I don't know. There's like, there's an old no, song. No, look
2: up Arthur's Soldier Boy. Like, just look up Soldier Boy Rapper or something like
1: that. Oh, yeah, there's this lame guy that spells it with a J. Yes. Yeah, I have seen the name before, but no, I don't know the songs. But yeah, I, yeah, he looks like a complete fuckwit. Um, he looks like an absolute tool, frankly. Um, Yeah, but I'm not into the hip hopper, the hippity hop, man. I think it's lame.
3: But they
2: couldn't just change his name to the soldier. <laughs> yeah,
1: but anyway, have you have you watched the boys? No, oh, God, no. That's not your cup of tea. That's about as far away from your cup of tea as you can get, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah I just, I don't know. I I, I I watched the first episode. It just, it's weird because uh, Alicia says the same thing. She's like, man, like we watch so many stuff, but you just like, like after two or three episodes, you're just like, nah, I don't want to watch anymore. And I'm like, I don't. It's hard for me to explain because it's it's not like a um, it, it's not a, a logical choice it's like it's more of a, a heart like emotional choice mm. if i watch things and this just it has to resonate me and i can't even explain why it resonates with me right mm. um like we watched this really fun uh anime that i uh, we just watched that she thought i would hate right she was like i don't think you'd enjoy this we watched it, and I watched the entire season. Oh. Loved it. Like, binged it. Oh. Uh, it's called Ranking of Kings, right? Oh. It's very, um, uh, almost like old-school animation. It's new. It only just came out like, but it's got like this very 1980s um, animation Disney kind of vibe and all that, and it's got oh. this little deaf boy, uh, a deaf, mute, uh, prince, um, and, and I loved it. I... Fucking loved it. I thought it was one of the best things I've watched in such a long time. And she's like, I can't pick you. Like, there's things I think you'll like, you don't like, there's things I think you don't. I'm just weird like that. I just. It either connects with me. Sure. Or just doesn't. And I don't even waste
1: time. If it doesn't connect with me after, like. Yeah, well, you're picking. Unlike whatever, me, I'm you're picking. Like Unlike me, you're picky. You which is good. I mean, you know you, you you're sort of assessing it more critically, I think, and then and how it you respond to it and is it worth your time and blah blah blah. You know, like you're making actual decisions live in the moment, which is good. Um, I'm hopeless. I fought for everything. And but I also have no follow through. So I, I, I flip on everything as well. Yeah, but know? that's
2: the thing. I mean, you yeah, there's things that I like wish <laughs> that I had with you, like because I am so fussy, it means that there is not much I'm watching. Sure. You know what I mean? That I do wish that sometimes, like you, I could just enjoy something. Yeah. Like, like I I think Alicia does the same thing. She watches so much stuff mm. that she goes, eh, it's, I mean, I like it. I don't love it. I'm like, well, why do you watch it then? Well, and she's like, oh, a, I don't know. I just, I just watch it. And it's I'm like, I wish I could just do that. I wish I could just sit there and go, I don't love this but I'll keep watching. <laughs> well, like,
1: I, can't I, I I have it. different I, wish I, could. I I have different gradients. Like having like having to go to the cinema to see The Flash. I was really aware of how much more expensive the cinema is these days. And so if I was spending that kind of money regularly, which I'm not. I very rarely go to the cinema. I would really only want to go if I knew I was going to be blown away. But when I'm watching something at home late at night like my you know I, I and I'm tired. As well, so I'm sort of chill. I'm chill, you know. I'm chilled out. I'm I'm sort of my. my, It's not like my expectations are radical kind of thing. And like, I'll often put a movie on that's older. I I quite like watching old movies, and I'm not expecting them all to be. Sometimes they surprise me how good they are. But like, I have a much more sort of I lower my expectations just a little bit because I'm just chilled. I, I don't really need it to be too demanding or anything. And if anything, I don't want it to be demanding and that's kind of sometimes the, you know, how how I feel. Like, you know, sometimes you watch stuff and you're too hyped up for it and it almost invariably disappoints because you're expecting so much. Whereas most of the time, stuff I'm watching late at night after I've finished all my work and done this and done that, and I'm just like, okay, I've got a couple of hours here before I go to bed. I'm just going to watch something and relax, you know, and, and it is what it is. So, Yeah. It's interesting, but you but you're a fuss pod. We all know that, yeah. Which is good. That is true. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Mighty Mike Barron news: uh, Dark Horse release Mike's Nexus Scourge hardcover next year in March 2024. A sixty pay sixty four page hardcover graphic novel of all new material. Planets are vanishing from the night sky without a trace. Nexus must uncover the truth behind a string of disappearing planets before the universe itself vanishes. With precious few leads and almost no witnesses, the odds seem stacked against survival. How will Nexus save the universe? Awesome. Vivid, full-colour expansion of the world of Nexus. Um, and he won two Eisner Awards for this, man, for his Nexus stuff. Oh. Yeah, he, he really... Nexus is awesome. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Nexus. Yeah, yeah. I remember Nexus. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Now, Starfield, um, we were discussing it before. About 10% of Starfield's 1,000-plus planets have life on them. As the game tries to capture the magnificent desolation of space, Um, the Starfields director says the game's exploration is different than we've had in Bethesda's previous games. Like Skyrim? What, you just walk there? (laughs) Like, yeah, you walk, you ride there, you have a, a fast travel point that you unlock, and then you can fast travel there. I mean, honestly. He's trying to make it sound like it's so complicated, like in the other games. You walk there. Can ride there. What do you, what do you, you know? mean? What are you talking about? The exploration in, like, Skyrim, for example. You, you, you yeah, can. But what's
2: that got to do with Starfield?
1: He's saying it's radically different. Well,
2: of course, it's radically different.
1: I. But you know, but what does it mean? What you know? That's what I'm saying. I don't understand what he means. Like in Skyrim, you you can literally walk okay. the whole world. So
2: in Skyrim, yes, it's a. It all happens in one region. Yeah. and you can just walk from one end to the other end and whatever to explore. But you with Starfield, mm. obviously it's in space and it's different planets, but you actually have to... Um, you The reason that you've got to go to one of these other planets is one, you're exploring, you're looking for alien life, mm. you're looking for resources. These resources allow you to upgrade your ship to get to further planets. Mm. So you can't just go and fly around wherever you want. You actually have to upgrade, uh, get new materials and and stuff, mine stuff for your shift to build things to actually make your, like, uh, to give you abilities. So you can't just go wherever you want. You actually have to go explore, upgrade, and craft to get to further planets to Mm. explore the galaxy. So it's not just about going wherever you want. You've actually got new shit to be able to travel.
1: okay. Well, so
2: I guess maybe that's what they mean that you can't just – go, oh, I'm going to go to that planet, because they might go, no, that's too far, you don't have the boost capabilities or, mm. you know, I don't know, like fucking light speed or whatever the fuck you need to mm. get there. I don't know. Like, I, I hope this game's good,
1: man. I hope this game's good. I'm already getting bored.
2: There's a lot of what they call Sony ponies really mad at this game really? saying it's going to be like the worst fucking game ever made, but I'm sorry, it looks, <laughs> it looks like uh, as long as it's not like massive bugs Mm. and broken on launch day, it looks like it should be a lot.
1: Okay. Do you think it will have, like in Skyrim, like have all the quests and stuff? I hope.
2: Oh no, it's still got quests and stuff.
1: Okay, good.
2: Uh, But what they've done is the reason why there's so many, like, it's weird that people are going, oh my God, there's going to be like, it's just barren planets. It's like, yes, that's not, oh my God, just like our galaxy, Mm. right, Mm. is filled with fucking barren planets with no life on them. So is this, but there might be resources on those planets. Mm. So you may still have to go visit them just to see see if there's any resources and also just feel like, wow, look at this weird fucking planet. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's all green or something. Maybe it's just a little like, oh, okay, well there's nothing here moving on. Mm. That's what would happen in real space. You yeah. wouldn't just like look at a planet and go, Yep, that looks like there's nothing on that planet. You would go explore mm. and just like in real life, guess what? Most planets are uninhabited.
1: Yeah. hundred oh, percent. Less know, less than ten uh, percent
2: but at least one of the, i mean do you remember mass effect mass effect had a bunch of planets that you couldn't even go onto mm. do you know what i mean you you could you could send probes or like you know whatever but they were they were all barren and and lifeless like mostly just mountains and not even trees and shit and all that no one ever complained about that mm. but here's a game where okay they're going to have some crafted planets which will have cities and towns and you know characters and npcs and you know, stuff and all that. And then there's going to be a bunch of procedurally generated ones. And I'm like, okay, that's fine to me. Mm. If I want to just focus on the game shit and just do what I need to do, I can do that. Or I can just go and explore and go, what do these random procedures look like? How fucked up do they look? What sort of... Can
1: you terraform? Or alien life do they have on them? Can you terraform?
2: Terraform? Oh, uh, I'm not sure. I know. I believe that you can build, like, bases mm. and you can get a fleet of ships and you can... Okay. you get a crew and stuff and all that um sounds cool i'm not too sure about terraforming but i think you can do bases it sounds
1: a bit star trekky
2: you know it's a bit of everything man it's like it's no man's sky it's fallout it's um okay uh, you know it's it's like a base building um, that sounds okay management it's it's a it's a it's a bit of everything in the game and again i hope that uh, they they've bitten off a lot mm. I just hope that they can. Yeah. They, they can.
1: So, what's happening with the prices on these games? Are you saying they're going to go up? the 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 consoles are going back up again.
2: Price of games have gone up already, but yeah, the console, um, the Xbox is going to go up in just like the PlayStation. Right. They're gonna They're gonna increase the price by like fifty or hundred bucks or whatever.
1: Right. Okay. Well, I would have thought they'd be going down with um. Again, guess- I
2: said I, I think that's absolutely ridiculous how the consoles are getting older, but the prices.
1: Yeah, well, they're just squeezing, aren't they? They're just trying to squeeze. I, I don't know. I wonder how these consoles have sold. You know, in comparison to. I
2: know. I know why. I know why the Xbox has done it. Um, mm. So they've just announced that they no longer going to games um, Xbox One. Right. Yeah. So all future games will mm. not play on Xbox One. Okay, they are Xbox X and S only now.
1: Right. Yeah. So
2: now that's going to force a lot of people who maybe haven't bought an Xbox X or S mm. yet. Mm. To now go and buy and what they've done is they go, well, since we're forcing people to buy, we're going to jack the prices up. Now, they haven't jacked it up in all regions, so not in America, not in Japan, not in like Brazil and all that sort of stuff.
1: Mm. But
2: like in our region, yes, it has gone.
1: Okay, so right now on jB Hi-Fi, I can get it Australian. I can get an Xbox S for three ninety nine. So, that's a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. We will see, Rich. Which um, I
2: think is, it's fine. I think it was four ninety nine or something like
1: that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they've dropped it by hundred bucks. There's a sale on. Yeah. Um,
2: Oddly enough, the Xbox X hasn't gone up in price. Only yeah. the Xbox X is going up in price.
1: Right. What's the difference?
2: Again, one is digital only, and the other one has got a disc tray. Okay. Right. Oh, and some other features with SSD and all that sort of stuff. But it's enough to play the Xbox.
1: Okay. Cool. Stan Lee documentary is out. Jack Fur- Kirby's family was commenting on it. I mean, this old feud never goes away. Um, Stan obviously always tried to take credit for everything. We know that. Uh, Jack felt slighted. Mm-hmm. We know that as well. I mean, it's the same old news. Just relayed through the families now. You know, nothing changes.
2: Nope. <laughs> I mean, same old, same old. <laughs> yeah, it's just
1: like, a, do we feel like opening up that can of worms again? Not really. I mean, we all know, we all know the realities. Um, now, Tom Welling... Uh, I, I told you that I watched that really good episode of Smallville, the Silver Kryptonite episode. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. And apparently he had one strict caveat about returning as Clark Kent in the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, he had no intention of putting on the Superman suit. That was his big thing. I was like, okay. Mm. I mean, could that have been because he was a lot heavier as well? Like, he, he, he really kind of put on a lot of weight. He's lost some of it now, but he has certainly, you know, he's one of those guys, I and mean, he put on a lot of weight after he left. So I can understand. I mean,
2: as possible, but he did look pretty. He, he looked pretty good. Like uh, I saw the scene. I didn't watch the yeah the, the whole event. Scene. Yeah, but I did watch the scene because I was interested in. So I watched the scene on YouTube to see his little cameo. Mm. Um, it looked pretty um buff. Looked pretty beefy, not yeah. fat.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just seen but, something here. But
2: he's always hated the suit. Yeah, he that does. was that. That was also the sticking point from like the original show, mm. where he was just like, "I'm never going to get in the suit. Like, I'm never going to put the well, suit." Well, you know
1: off. what? That's fair enough for his character. I I, I think Tom Willings has been one of the best Superman. You know, there there was like, um, that was for his version of the character. I think it's okay. You know, he doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to do it. He he did it for ten fucking seasons. Like. I'm halfway through season five. I think it's a very good show. I very much and I, enjoy it.
2: But you know what? I kind of also just like the where his character ended up. Mm. He gave up his powers and now he's living on the farm. Yeah. Like with his wife and kids, which is what the whole show was, was pretty much at Smallville. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of yeah. like that sort of book ending of where he started is where he ends up.
1: Totally. Yeah. True. So good it point. was nice, you know. Uh, this is great news. Last news item of the of the week: um, Marvel announced Helverine, a combination of Wolverine and Ghost Rider. The only thing that would appease Dave Moore is a Wolverine Ghost Rider who sang like Sinatra. Yes, yeah. Well, that would be good. Um. So, wow, Wolverine and Ghost Rider have merged. In- permanently. <laughs> I, <doubtful. laughs> I always go one step too far don't know rich
2: well you you're the you're the epitome of uh, give an inch take a mile
1: yeah just i just i just just like come on like how far are we going
2: here that? that's it i want more
1: here we go let's I, i've got the news item here so the helverine wolverine gets official codename as marvel's new ghost rider uh, blah, 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 they try to tell us who they are. Uh, Wolverine is taking on a new role and combining his adamantium cause a healing factor with the powers of Johnny Blage, a.k.a. the Ghost Rider. Um, so he's taking on the power set, it sounds like. It sounds like, um, it's it's, it's Logan in charge. Um, unfortunately this website that I'm on has just so many pop-ups that it's just ridiculous trying to fucking... Get an ad blocker, bro. Yeah, I need a I need a fucking ad blocker based on what I'm seeing here. Jesus Christ, I can't even read it. Anyway, that's what it is. They've 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 converted the two into one. Um, yeah. Well, why not, man? Like, bring it on, bring it that's on. That's
2: kind of what I. That's kind of what I miss and enjoyed about the uh, amalgam universe. Yeah. Uh, remember after they did the DC verse. They had an amalgam universe. Yeah, yeah, they
1: yeah. yeah. yeah they, Spider-Boy they combined, and stuff, yeah.
2: I mean, I didn't like all of the combinations. Like, I thought putting Batman and Wolverine together was stupid.
1: It was awesome. Um, Are you kidding? Claw? No,
2: they could have done better than that. Um, I loved it. You know, uh, what they should have done was combine fucking Lobo and so that Lobo has uh, his claws.
1: They, 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 <laughs> com- they combine Lobo with <laughs> Howard the Duck.
2: Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I would have also enjoyed... Um, like a lobo and Wolverine or um I just I just felt like Batman and Wolverine just wasn't just Yeah. seemed like an odd one. Like yeah. when they combine Doctor Strange and obviously Doctor Fate. Yeah. uh and he would call Doctor Strange Fate. <laughs> I was like that's, that's cool. I like that. Um and then they combine Superman and Captain America, I think. Mm. And I think he would called Super Soldier or something yeah. like that. Yeah. They combine um, S-
1: Superboy and Spider-Man, Spider-Boy
2: yeah like I I like you know what I mean like I I enjoy that sort of I quite I quite like the idea of just doing something fun of doing like even your own amalgam universe where you combine characters yeah just for a bit of shits and giggles and fun or even just for a story arc especially something like Ghost Rider where it it is a it is a sort of hell spawn entity Mm. so I mean it could literally go into anyone
1: feels like freedom doesn't it when you (laughs) think about (laughs) it
0: I studied at the feet of a master Gamaliel we called him The beauty of the law I was born of the tribe of Benjamin I was a Pharisee And I could quote from memory The holy Torah That day that the Nazarene Was brought to trial It was on a Sabbath Eve There was an earthquake when he died Just another peasant preacher Who came up from Galilee Blaspheming troublemaker We let him be crucified Then I thought that I would hear No more about him But his friends found his tomb Empty claimed that he rose from the dead Then they say he walked among them with the nail wounds in his hands That king upon a donkey with a thorn crown on his head His followers kept growing in great numbers And the one that they call Cephas mocked us in the judgment hall And with the Greek name Stephen, we knew the Gentiles had come in I cast my vote against him, he was stoned, I saw him fall Then the friends of the Nazarene became united And I became enraged and led a slaughter zealously I found their secret places, they were beaten, they were chained but some of them were scattered, justified in fearing me Then in the man in white appeared to me in such a blinding light He struck me down, down. with its brilliance, took away my sight Then in the man, man in white in gentle, loving tones spoke to me and, and I was blinded so, blinded so I that I might see the man in white But like the wind that blows the scattered sea From Alexandria to Antioch their congregation grew I went to the high priest for letters of permission To go to other cities to see my mission through Six days on the hot road to Damascus And just outside the city, in the middle of the day A great unearthly light struck and overpowered me Prostrate on the hot road, I was blinded where I lay Then I thought I heard the rushing of great waters And a multitude of angels singing sweet and heavenly And through the sound of wind Came a voice, so soft and kind Meant for only me to hear Saul, why do you persecute me? As I lay there on the ground In my blindness He asked me once again And suddenly the voice I knew So finally I managed A trembling response who are you, Lord? I ask him, but I already knew. I am Jesus of Nazareth, the voice answered. Arise, go to Damascus on the street called Straight Will Be. A place where you will wait for my servant Ananias. He will open up your eyes, you'll be a witness unto me. Oh, now I live to serve my master As zealous in his service As I once was as his foe And keeping his commandments Given on Damascus Road I go to all the world And I let the whole world know That the man in white Appeared to me In such a blinding light It struck me down And with its brilliance took away my sight and the man in white in gentle loving tones spoke to me and I was blinded so that I might see the man in white and I was blinded so that I might see the man in white
1: Weekly comics, Rich. Um, yeah. Now, there was one weekly comic and I forgot to read it. Um, you read typical. it, though. Incredi- typical. Yeah, local typical. Local from a, typical for, uh, today I also read the wrong books for Legion Outpost. Well done <laughs> oh <my> Dustin. <God. laughs> well that would have
2: been an interesting comparison of what you read
1: Well I, I just let Adam run with it He's the expert, he knows all the ins and outs of it all And I just skimmed along with him And, and got very surprised by one of the shock endings I was like super stunned by the twist That came out in like 1964 <laughs> Dave was like to mix, mix Pizlik and Lut- X Luther showed up and I was just floored um, It goes to show That in any era I would probably be Easily floored by any twist You know, I never, ever see a twist coming. That
2: uh, that can also be a benefit, too.
1: It can. Well, I enjoyed it. Um, Now, I have, I want to say this. I have high expectations for this Hulk run. It's by Philip Kennedy Johnson, the guy who did Superman. I feel he's well-suited to Hulk. How was the first issue, Rich?
2: It was interesting. Um, Was it? So now Hulk is fighting um, demon monsters. Mm. Demons? Uh, Yeah, he seems to be on the run. Right. Uh, him and him and Hulk are at odds again. Long looks like a hobo. That's fine. Um, Hulk to punish him, I think went back and killed a whole bunch of people at a oh. diner. Oh. Then he left. Um.
1: Who? Punish who? Hulk did. Who punish who? Uh,
2: Hulk punish Banner. Oh, All okay. so right. So Banner went into a diner and and, and then like he ran out because uh Hulk was like taunting him and then he, he turned into to the diner and the police were there and it was like smashed to pieces. And the lady's dog was there barking by itself. I'm assuming yeah. implying that it dead. So uh, are they the same uh, person again? Are they the
1: same person again now?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're still okay. sharing the same body, I believe. Right. Um, and then there's just some demons that are after him because he's, um, he's the door to the, he's the green door. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it feels like they're doing a, um Animal Man Swamp Thing. Really? thing Where they talk about the red and the green.
1: Yeah.
2: And the black and all that sort of shit. So now was it cool? Like factions, was it cool? Is it worth reading? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you'll get a Okay. Uh, it looks like they're taking him down a horror angle.
1: Okay. it's interesting. Well, okay. It's a different angle, I Heart guess. was
2: good. I'll give them this. I mean, they were going for a horror vibe, and... Definitely did match it. So it's got to be better uh, than I,
1: fucking Danny Co- uh, Donny Coates's bullshit with Hulk and the spaceship that was his brain or whatever. That was fucking stupid.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the fallout from that is uh, because he chained up the Punish Banner, and apparently he's going to punish Banner by killing innocent people. Wow. Gee, Hulk's really uh, gone off the deep end.
1: Yeah. Fuck Hulk. Look, uh,
2: you you might enjoy, it,
1: but um, yeah. Out of ten, Rich, where are you? Six point five. Six point five. That seems fair. That seems fair. All right, Rich. Um, straight. That's interesting about Hulk, and I and I am going to check it out myself, and I will have a review for it next week. My apologies to the universe. I just got so excited.
2: Well, it was very surprising of you not to read a Hulk book.
1: Yeah, I love Hulk. You know. That's why I said it's surprising. Well, was yeah. I uh, to be fair, it was just I I got excited, and then I forgot. I got just got excited. Basically, it's what happens <laughs> with me. You know. Um, I go through a lot of... I don't know if you've noticed this, but I go through a lot of fads, a lot of things. You know, I, I'm very sort of susceptible to marketing. I'm the same, man. I, yeah. I, I'm
2: the same. I, yeah. I, I cycle through yeah.
1: my... Um, you know. My uh, my interests. One of my constant interests is the Australian cricket team. <laughs> That's one thing that never changes. <laughs> and Punisher. Punisher, Ross, never changes. Um, but anyway, now... Our trade of the week is Transformers versus G.I. Joe. And can I just say I was so fucking pumped for this series. And can I also say I think it was actually a pretty good four-parter. Like, considering everything, the challenges of melding these two to me very... I actually feel Transformers and Joe are quite different franchises in some ways. I mean, I, I get it. There's good and evil, and they're fighting each other. I obviously understand that. They're toy products. I, I, I get it. But I mean, in terms of the fiction, they're, they're quite sort of... They don't play that well together, because the humans seem so fragile against a Transformer to me, you know? Um, but I they honestly... They fucked them up pretty good. Yeah, they, they did, yeah. But, like, I honestly enjoyed this for what it was I'm not saying I want Transformers and G.I. Joe to be crossing over all the time but this mini-series to me I mean just from the starting page where you saw the Dreadnoughts and the crazy shit going on and there was Bumblebee and there was this happening and that happening I felt this is a pretty uh excuse me a pretty good series um a good mini-series you know, and I liked that had a lot of Baroness, and there was, like, plenty of action going on, and, I mean, poor old Optimus Prime dies in the middle of the fucking miniseries, and Cobra Commander also dies, both of them off-panel, um, which is obviously repercussions in their own books, but that was a little jarring, and I questioned if that was necessary, cons- considering that you could have just had Serpentor um, ruling Cobra rather than Cobra Commander for one issue, and then suddenly Serpentor's saying you I died
2: mean, yeah but i mean it could also be a good way of getting you to read the other books and go
1: what Optimus yeah.
2: died? i better go check out the transformers
1: good point a, a bit of an advertisement but i mean my vibe on this was i really didn't know what to expect because it's so long ago i'm very familiar with the gi joe comics i've read what, past issue 50 which is around where this issue takes place but um i've not read any transformers marvel i felt they got the gi joe stuff pretty right i I thought transformers seemed on brand from what i know of transformers stuff oh what did you think of this rich
2: um i'll be honest with you while i did enjoy it Mm. i thought it was okay yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um i i i understand what you're saying they are limited what they can do i certainly do agree with you like You can't do whatever you want with the property and the characters. But at the same time, I also did feel it was like, I mean, a very basic story, really, really stretched out Mm. over even four issues felt a little bit long. Um, Yeah. um, I do kind of like the idea of like, they didn't just start with like the Joes teaming up with the Autobots and and the... um, Cobra joining up with the Decepticons like it was like yeah it was all like a mixed match like you know at one point you know the Joes were fighting technically the Autobots and and then uh, cobra and after fight cobra and decepticons form up but then they kind of betray each other yeah and then also cobra joes and autobots are fighting against the decepticons
1: that was um, a as a gi joe fan who's read a lot of gi joe comics i was somewhat surprised by yeah. the willingness of the joes to join up with cobra knowing how sneaky and underhanded cobra are and it was like the cobra high command like baroness dr mindbender and whoever else Serpentor. They were... Even though I know they voiced their suspicions, and it was a very short-lived alliance, but that was almost a bit surprising to me, you know? Yeah. But, yeah.
2: You know. And there, there, there were unfortunate threads where, like, uh, Cobra was trying to um, take control mm. uh, of the Autobots, and, and then it looked like they figured something out, but then nothing came of it. Mm. Um, yeah, it was almost like... Yeah. In, like We can like be was never the plan, but you just wrote it in. Like it's fine. I think for its time. Yeah. I think you know, if you're a Joe's fan or you know, whether these cartoons are happening, mm. I think this comic is probably something to get like excited for at mm. the time. Yeah. Reading it now definitely feels a little um no a little boring. Mm. Like um when it got to the action stuff and all that that was fun. But, my God, was there a lot of just standing around and talking.
1: Well, <laughs> Michelle... Well, I, well, my I, kid's
2: sort of property, if you want to look at it that
1: way. Michelle, at one point, walked by, and she says, gee, that's a wordy one. And I was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> it's I'm it's, I'm slogging through for the show. But, look, I I have read... Yeah, I,
2: I still enjoyed it, that yeah. thing. It's weird. Yeah. Like It sounds like I'm shitting on it, but I'd still much rather read this than almost anything you picked today.
1: Um, yeah. It was still good oh yeah I no I, I think it's a solid I, thought it could have been. I think it's a solid 7 to 7.5 i think that they get the gi joe stuff pretty good like i enjoyed the gi joe stuff i like cobra you saw characters turn up you had the story with hawk i like the betrayal of the woman to baroness uh betraying hawk i like that angle i like the gi joe stuff a bit because i've i think i've read um so many gi joe comics both modern, but also Larry's classic run, which is heavily. This is the era of around it's around fifty-five, you know, which is right around where I am up to, you know. So yeah. I, and although it's not Larry, it's a very close facsimile of him doing the Joes. So it's 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 not him exactly, but it's very close. You know, it's a good inti- yeah. it's a good imitation, um, which is good enough for me. I felt the Joe stuff was pretty good. I'm, the the Transformer stuff to me, I, I I hate to be this guy, but I just didn't find the vehicles looking that good a lot of the time. Um, especially no, uh, the, the
2: artist definitely wasn't super great at, um, at at like the robots and the vehicles. Mm. Um, uh, at one point, like um, Bumblebee was supposed to look like like a um, a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. Uh, didn't look <laughs> it looked like a like a more blocky sci-fi version. Yeah, it didn't look know, weird. It didn't didn't look like so. I think the problem also was that I think maybe the artist wasn't necessarily strong with the mechanical.
1: Better with the humans, a um, lot better with the oh, humans. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, a lot, oh, yeah, lot yeah, yeah. more comfortable with the humans, and like frankly, looked like he could do Joe just fine. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, G.I. Joe has a lot of vehicles, though, too, if he if he had to do it. There's a lot of vehicles. It seems like the Rattler's done pretty uh, well. Ah, but you
2: can get away with G.I. Joe a little bit because the some of the vehicles they drove were not based on, like, sure real-life shit, so you could be like, oh, yeah, it's an experimental military shit that doesn't... But I also but think... If you're driving a Volkswagen Beetle... Yeah. ...kind of needs to look like a Volkswagen Beetle.
1: But, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm just saying the Rattlers exactly look like Rattlers to me, you know? Yeah. Um, but... I, so I
2: it was inconsistent. Yeah. It's not awful. It was just a bit inconsistent.
1: How fucking lame did Omega uh, Optimus Supreme, whatever he was called, look Prime Supreme or something, or whoever that was. I don't even know who that oh, was. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, whatever. Yeah, was, I saw Blaster yeah, there. How funny when Devastator went up against the Autobot that was the Autobot Superior, that is like the Devastator version for the Autobots. Like you know, how Blasters there it was the um. Uh, you know, Soundwave, the Autobot version of Soundwave, the cassette mm, player. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. It, I remember at school because I was heavy in the Transformers. Um, I remember at school a friend of mine—not even a friend, just someone at school uh, who was in my grade, probably in my class—had Blaster, and he brought it to school, and I was so fucking jealous. <laughs> I, because I loved Soundwave and Megatron, I didn't have either. Uh. And, but when he brought Blast to the school, I was like, fuck, Blast is where it's at. You know, I was like, man, this Blaster. I had an Insecticon. So I was very excited that an Insecticon has such a big role in this book. I didn't yeah. have that exact Insecticon, but I, I went to the store one day, and my mum would often get, let me get a Transformer. Like, you know, and I was in that, like, fucking mode where you're like, man... You know, this is where Transformers were flying off the shelves, and, like, of course, none of the ones that you really wanted there. But mm-hmm. I got an Insecticon, and I was pretty proud of him. I think his name was Swoop, if I'm remembering rightly, but it wasn't the one in this. But but I like always liked the Insecticons because I, I had two of them. And um, they're sneaky bastards. That's what I liked about the Insecticons. And this one was where he put the fucking brain thing into the kid. Jesus.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they even had to operate on them. They had
1: brain surgery on the kid. I was like, mm, that, was "That a bit like, uh, yeah,
2: not 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 family friendly."
1: Well, hey, life and death, kids learn about it, you know. And 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 like quite a few people died, didn't they as well? I, or I'm confusing with a different comic, but maybe I'm confusing with a different comic. But it felt like death was in the air, you know.
2: I felt like a lot of Autobots died.
1: Yeah, how about when... Uh,
2: Sorry, Decepticons and and Autobots and all that.
1: Well, we saw Mirage go down. Not Mirage. um, Ramjet, one of the original planes, went down. Mm. Um, That was a big loss for the home team. And Bumblebee got absolutely crucified but made a comeback in a new build. Yeah, somehow. Ratchet turned up um, to help. Uh, A lot of callbacks to classic Transformers... It was fun, like... Yeah, but again, you know.
2: for something that was called Joe and whatever, like, the Autobots barely featured in this.
1: It was more G.I. Joe heavy to me, like I felt. Like, I mean... Sh-
2: definitely more G.I. Joe and Cobra, and mm. even the Decepticons had a little bit more, I would say screen time, but let's just call it page time, mm. than the Autobots. The Autobots were almost non-existent in this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And as a G.I. Joe fan, I, I probably preferred it that way, but, you know... I mean, it was kind of cool that there was so much suspicion. Even the Autobots themselves. How hey, about when that fucking Autobot showed up and was like blasting at the Joes? I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, could this guy not just leave? You know, like if he's, if the Autobots are so good, what isn't? Isn't?
2: But didn't he do that after they killed uh, qu- killed quote unquote killed
1: Bumblebee? Yeah, yeah. But you know, so what? I thought the Autobots were like sworn not to hurt humans or something.
2: Wait, to be fair, he wasn't shooting them, he was just shooting around. He
1: fucking there. grazed Lady J, she got an arm injury. Mm,
2: no, that wasn't from that.
1: It was, man. Was it? I think so. Lady J had an arm injury, man, she got shot. Mm. She's a useless character, but she got shot. Um, <laughs> There's a, a hot take on Lady J. I far prefer Scarlet. I, I so much prefer Scarlet to Lady J. Was it that? Okay, I
2: thought it was Drew. Did Look, I don't know. know. I thought it was... I th- anyway, yeah. Indeed. He
1: fired his weapon, man. I'll, I'll say that. And I thought that was... No,
2: he was... definitely did. I'm not saying he didn't, but I don't remember he hitting anyone.
1: Well, ask the Lady J, man. She got the arm injury. Um, I, she, will she, she, I will. She, she had to take a spell. Who would you prefer, Lady J or Scarlet? Who's your favourite? Come on. You got an answer. You can't send the fence I've feds seen for it. more
2: of Scarlet, so I'll have to say Scarlet.
1: Good, we'll take that. That's the correct answer, Richard. Well done. Um there was a wrong answer, and there was a right answer, and you you picked right. Well done. Um any sound you're wave? You're any sound wave in this? I felt like we didn't see much sound wave. No, I don't
2: recall seeing
1: soundwave. Ravage had plenty to say. I've never seen Ravage so fucking talkative. Ravage was at one point monologuing.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, someone has to talk in this.
1: Yeah, but I I've, I, I, mean, I don't remember Ravage talking much, if at all. And s- suddenly Ravage was like, you couldn't shut him up in one panel. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, hey, that's true. Ravage, maybe transform back and go back in the Soundwave and have a spell on the bench. <laughs> maybe sit a few plays out, like in Gold School. Maybe sit a few plays out, coach. Man. yeah.
2: <laughs> I would have loved to see more Sergeant Slaughter. I only saw the back
1: of it. Oh, head. yeah, there's only a little bit of Sergeant Slaughter, a little little taste of Slaughter. He's a great, isn't he? He's a fucking great, you know? Mm. He's a great. Uh, look, dude, honestly, to the Joe fans... Why wouldn't
2: he be leading the Joes?
1: <laughs> well... I
2: mean, as uh, much as I love um, um, Hawk. Hawk and even... Um Duke. um, Duke? Yeah, Duke. Sorry, I was having a mind like that. Duke, like, ah, Sergeant Slaughter just is so cool.
1: He's cool, but he's like the trainer guy, man. He doesn't lead them, like, all the time.
2: Yeah, I know, but could you just imagine him leading them, though? <laughs>
1: well, he leads so, like... them in their battles, you know, like... No,
2: but I mean, imagine if he was, the like, the commander, the leader of the Joes. Like, he was the top <laughs> top guy. I'd be like, that's hilarious.
1: It would be funny. Um, I love Sergeant Slaughter, so I wouldn't be actually adverse to that actually happening. <laughs> I mean, Me neither. I mean, Hawk... I've never seen Hawk was just traumatized in these issues. Like, there was no, yeah, there was no Duke in this at all. No, Duke, Duke was taking a spell. Hawk, what
2: they, is this where they? Is this where they? Uh, was this after the movie
1: where they? Um, this, I'm not sure if the movie would have come out yet. Maybe around that time, I'm not sure. It might have been just before the movie, because because the hmm. GI Joe movie came out after Transformers, and I'd have to say with. Optimism. Because it was odd not seeing any Duke and having Hawk be the um,
2: yeah well the leader. because that's what happens in the um in the movie Hawk becomes the yeah. yeah sort of the de facto leader and and Duke is is in a coma even though he's supposed to be dead mm.
1: yeah no I know no I am not sure about that but um I do know that ah oh, look I mean oh, I, I I hate to be that guy but I sometimes find it hard to tell if it's Hawk or Duke. You know, they both look the same in the comics. Well,
2: for some reason, they they made him blonde in this, but I remember (laughs) him having brown hair in the In
1: the comics, he's blonde. In the comics, he's blonde, which makes it very hard to tell if it's Hawk or Duke, Hmm. Um, because they're very similar. (laughs) Basically. Especially
2: especially if you don't put Hawk in his beret.
1: Yeah. I like both of them, got. I feel like saluting, and I will. Um... I was annoyed
2: he didn't have his beret, though. Come on. Yeah, I know. uh,
1: Dude, he also got played... For a fool by that chick, played for an absolute fool. When she went to lunch, I thought this: there's something on with this woman. And then I saw the the hand of Baroness, and I thought, oh, she's lunching with the Baroness. And the Baroness, we all know that I have a sick love affair with the Baroness. It's toxic. Definitely sick and she shot her in the end the good old baroness I've got to be honest rich this is going to maybe surprise you but I'm I think the baroness is just a perfect character and you were saying she's an out-and- out villain and she is but also she's just everything that the system wants to stop you know have you ever thought about that she's no. the ultimate renegade man you know she's so evil. She doesn't even think about the other option. That's what I love about her. There's no self-doubt. She's just 100% evil 100% of the time. I mean, I think you could describe I don't know. Her.
2: I've, always, I've always seen her as a, a bored, rich uh, socialite who hates poor people.
1: She definitely is that as well. But she, <laughs> she likes to, I don't know, there's just something about her. I, I find it attractive. It's toxic. It's unhealthy. Um, and she will shoot you. That's the problem with the Baroness. She's a, She's a viper, man. You yes, know?
2: that is a bit of a problem, Dave.
1: Would you say she's a homicidal maniac?
2: I would definitely say she's okay. a homicidal
1: maniac.
2: Right. So, In fact, I would say she's a homicidal <laughs> sociopath.
1: Sociopath, yeah. Wow. And I'm attracted to her. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely are. <laughs> well, takes one to know one. You know, um... Uh, possibly. Yeah. Look, I don't know. There's just something about her. I find her intoxicating. I imagine she wears a heavy perfume, like a sort of very poisonous kind of almost perfume, you know. And there's just something about her. I can see what um what, what's his what's his name? I'm so tired. Um, Destro sees in her, you know. And
2: I don't think she wears a uh, uh, perfume. I think she wears pheromones. Mm. She has some sort of bottled pheromones that she yeah dabs on herself.
1: Sure, in all the nether regions. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> signal of doom after dark.
2: What's that? There's the line. Oh, there they go.
1: <laughs> well, look, I'm actually, I almost promoted my score to an 8.5 then just because I was thinking some twisted thoughts about Baroness. But back to reality, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I think it's a fine look. If you're a Joe fan, especially old school Larry Hammer, Joe fan, you owe it to yourself to check this out. I mean, it's certainly fun, you know. Um, If you're a Transformers fan, I think it's a curiosity, it's also fun. Like, you know, I I, I think both sides of the equation, you, you won't hate it or anything. And it's also a good snapshot into what was going on in the titles around 1987 or so, you know. Always fun to check in on that stuff. It's like checking out on old Spider Man comics from the eighties. Like it's like, oh yeah, that's what was going on in Spidey. Good to yeah. know. Um, seven point five from me. What are you oh, getting, Rich?
2: Still better than the current IDW stuff as well. So
1: there's that. Oh, I, I think
2: seven out of ten is uh, is is perfect school. Yeah,
1: per- perfect, perfect. You nailed it, Rich. How's it feel, man? You you put another one away, man. Uh, you know what? I uh, I do so often don't even register it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, in terms of show notes, I, I want to pr- promote again. Uh, poor old Charlie passed away. If you can denote, do, donate, donate, go all goes to his wife and kids. Uh, everything. So, hit the GoFundMe. I'll put the links up in the show um, on Facebook. You'll see it there. It'll also be in our. Um, show notes on the Seal and Derm webpage, and it will stay there for, I think, the next month or two. You know, for as long as that is going, anything we can do to help that family out. Because uh, Charlie was a friend of the show, and Capes Lunatics are good friends. Phil's a uh, Phil's a great guy, a, a great woman, and Charlie was a great man. And he gave a lot to, you know, his uh, pursuits, um, and his love of comics and pop culture and all that kind of stuff, and and it's a tragedy, you know, it's a real tragedy. And so I, I really feel for the family. Um, in other notes, look, the collective we're proud members. You've obviously got Capes lunatics. We've mentioned them. Uh, Ultimate Spider cast finally revealed who's behind the Clone Saga. Rich last episode. Ooh la la! And it was the most predictable person of all time. i was like jesus christ really i even i had picked it and i never picked these things you know even i even d finn picked it and i was like part of me was like i'm proud of myself for picking it but then i was also like this was also the most obvious person that could have possibly behind the clone saga was behind it and i was like well marvel thanks you know for making this very easy um but we did do a final show of that and we're going to then pick up um scarlet spider when kane is the scarlet spider and in the, in the next uh show we do next month um on the scarlet spider podcast so that's a lot of fun um you've got last son's of krypton with connor you've got ray into the night and his spider woman cub podcast to know as to and he does a predator and prey podcast as well he's a busy guy ray You've got Ghostbiter Groupies. You've got I Am Your Target Demographic and many more things on The Collective. Uh, personally, if you can help promote the show, um, support the show at Signal of Doom, at patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. Look, there's a lot of content coming up. Rich and I are going to do a movie soon for Cinema of Doom. Um, yeah, and we've got more interviews coming up as well. So there's a lot of stuff happening on the Signal channel. Um, Rich, I want to turn it over to you. Anything for the audience?
2: uh no man like what? honestly uh just keep keep tuning in we'll just keep uh, banging him out uh yeah you know and you know look i i'm not on the social but dave is so sure reach out drop in alarm he loves the, your interaction
1: i love it man are you kidding yeah yeah hit us up on facebook twitter um i'm actually launching our instagram we're about to go live on instagram but we've got facebook and twitter we're prominent there and you can always reach me on Facebook, either at the show notes or you can reach out personally, either one, I don't really mind. Um, but, yeah, always happy to hear from listeners. Love love hearing from listeners. Um, yeah, and it, I want to thank all our hardcore listeners and all our Patreons. Uh, each and every one of you is is highly appreciated by me and, we, you know, basically you make doing the show a lot more fun to hear that people are enjoying it. I also want to thank Adam, who did two shows with me this morning, fur legion up post on flashback so shout out to adam and the computer man if he made it to the end of this episode uh he made some he, he made some he did some hot takes this morning man at one point he called norman reed is not a good actor and i exploded yeah. i like
2: how much in common adam uh, and i have
1: yeah can you imagine me man my reaction I was, I was like...
2: Uh, I've seen, uh, I'll be honest with you, I've seen wet blankets act better.
1: (laughs) Well, more slander on Norman Reedus, Live and Signal. Um, Look, on that note, on that note, I don't really want to end on that note, but I I disagree. I I want to say, I disagree with the comments about Chris this episode and Norman Reedus. Uh, You know, but, hey, people are peddling all sorts of theories out there in the fucking internet and, dare I say, even the multiverse, Rich. You know? Oh, multi.
2: Now, hey, listen. Now I do have a question.
1: Yeah, go we,
2: ahead. We were for for the the the, the listeners for the the, the patron and all that. Sure. Uh, I remember you saying that they uh, they want us to do commandi. Oh yeah,
1: that's um Michael. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. That's uh, Michael Kellership. Is Kellishev's. there a
2: particular commandi, or do we get to choose? I think we can choose. If because you, I've got a perfect like. one, which I know that you will fucking love. Well, let's it's do that. An, it's, it's actually an Elseworlds one. Okay. It's called Commandy at Earth's End, and you're gonna love it because it's a guy that does art uh, for Lobo and all that. Really? Um, uh, well, I think he's done covers and in some interiors. It's named Fra- Frank Gomez. Okay. Um, you're gonna love this. It's only it's uh, six issues. Let's so do it's it. Commandy at Earth's End, and it's an Elseworlds Commandy book.
1: Well, why don't we do it next week?
2: That's why I'm asking because I'm happy for that one to be my my choice.
1: Let's do it. It's locked in, locked and loaded. Rich has picked it. Uh, What was it? Commandy at what? Commandy at Earth's End. Commandy at Earth's End. Fantastic. And shout out to Michael Killisham, too. So there you go. There's your Commandy. I'm looking forward to this. I've not read any Commandy ever. I I know who he is. He's the kid at the end of time or something, but I've never read any of it. So I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to be alive. And, and can I also say on a personal note, congratulations to the Australian cricket team. We've got another test coming up this week. Um, and let's fucking put England in the ground where they belong. I just want to put that personal note out there. of Solid support to the Australian cricket team while we're in England. You know? You know, I, like, some people think I'm biased. I don't give a fuck. No, no, no. It's
2: all right, Dave. It's just, we, everyone just has to remember that you are a uh, sore winner.
1: <laughs> I am. It's very true. On that note, I want to say good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. Loved it. Always.